Blog Talk Radio. This week we will focus on little-known African-American and African inventors. Our first inventor is Dr. Philip Imagwali, a native of Nigeria who comes from very humble beginnings. At the age of 14, he had to drop out of school because his father could not afford to continue to pay the tuition. His father decided to teach him at home, giving him mental exercises such as performing 100 math problems in one hour. Imagwali believed that the only way out of his poverty-stricken area was to attain an education that would continue to prosper him for many, many years to come. This brilliant scientist also has a very impressive resume, which includes creating the world's fastest computer, creating ways of making oil fields more productive, Today, his computers are also used to predict weather and situations of global warming.
we can talk about it here on Five Smooth Stones Network tonight. Again, I'm Brother Seth. Again, I truly, truly thank you, especially our followers since 2011, as well as my bloodline family. Folks, tonight is very simple. We just um, don't really have a script. We don't really have a topic on the table. Uh, of course, there's always things on my mind, as I say at every open forum. There's always things on Brother Seth's mind. Always so much going on around us, uh, in us, through us. And that's exactly where it's happening. It's always around us, or it's either in us. It's a lot of things happening inside of us, just things we're going through. Nobody else knows anything about it. And then there's things happening through us. You know, the Father's using us for this, that, and the other. And unfortunately, the enemy is using us. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's the truth, though. So we have been used either way. The Bible says it like this. The flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit wars against the flesh. That she cannot do the things she will. That she cannot do the things she will. So that means there is a power that is more powerful than mere humans. So it's called our flesh. It was against the spirit. And spiritual things was against the fleshly things. And this is a battle brewing inside of us. So like I said, there's a lot happening around us, in us, and through us. But... We do have the right as human beings to uh, change our destiny by our behavior. So tonight is a behavior where we come together and try to talk about these things and try to get the Father's perspective on different things. Not to make it out of a Bible study. Uh, as you see, you know, I'm opening up with cooling the game. Because <laughs> I just want to just chill out and just, just, just be um, just down the earth. And uh, because I, I really am trying to reach all types of people, and I know some of y'all may not listen to that kind of music anymore, but, I mean, what's wrong with some, with, with a song just talking about a beautiful girl that come to town? My goodness. Anyway, that's cool in the game. I love that clip. I love that beat. And uh, you're going to hear a lot of uh, things just like that on the show tonight, especially because tonight is open for me. It's not necessarily, like I said, a Bible study. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read the show's description because some of you didn't get it uh open forum blog program since there's no telling what topics will come up these make for some of the best shows tune in tonight tuesday december the 4th 2018 central standard time that's it it's just an open forum folks so uh and uh, I, I want to apologize for, to Brother uh, Malachi. I just now brought him on. Brother Malachi, please forgive me. Brother I had the brother in the green room, and he was not listening to the show. But all I all I was saying, Brother Malachi, is just welcoming everybody to listening. And we open up with cooling the game. So, um, and I'll play that again in the background, just because you missed that, because I did not mean to have you in the green room all that time. So um, this is for Brother Malachi, everybody. If y'all want to know why I'm playing it again. Had the brother in the green room and didn't even know it. Okay? So, anyway, he's just one of the listeners tonight. And uh, I really, really thank all of you for sure. You know, I have to be grateful. You know, folks folks don't have to support you. And folks don't have to listen to you. 
And uh, since 2011, many of you have done that. We have shows. Uh, we have show uh, shows that's been over 8,000, almost 9,000 listens, and we have shows as few as I don't know, maybe 50. So we always are getting these uh, 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 listeners, and I, and I just I'm so thankful for you. Well, listen, folks. Like I said, tonight is open forum. But I will share some things that's on my heart. But before I get into the nitty-gritty uh, uh, nitty of what may happen tonight again, I don't know which way I'm going. I'm just hopefully Father will have mercy on us. Excuse me. Have mercy on us and uh, allow his Ruach to guide us because I really don't know which way we're going. So, But I do want to say a few things we always say every single show. I want to get these out of the way and then we do just open up to the callers. And remember, press 1. And you can come on the phone lines and comment and say whatever's on your mind. Like I said, we're commenting tonight on what's going on around us, what's going on inside of us, and yes, what's going on through us, through us, what the Father's doing with us. And uh, maybe some of you can even testify what the enemy done through you. You got the victory over it later on or something. I don't know. But the enemy does use many of us, unfortunately. So these things will be coming tonight. Uh, but I just want to just remind everybody that, that missed the show last week. If you missed the show last week, too, please, please go to Google.com uh, and just simply Google uh, Blog Talk Radio space five smooth songs. And you will get all of our shows, all of the, uh, the, the the subjects and titles. Last week we dealt with part two of leaving America. Uh, we talked about uh, Ghana being a very popular destination. And we kind of uh, put the light on Ghana last two weeks. And so last week was part two of uh, the two parts. And uh, Brother Kato uh, did a wonderful job. He had more time than he did the first show. The first show, Brother Koya from Tanzania joined him, and uh, they did a wonderful job talking about uh, African Americans getting up out of America. And they're very, it was very serious, and so are these African Americans that are leaving this country. So we covered that. We covered that. We talked about that from all angles, and we'll probably do some more shows in the future on other African destinations that are welcoming. African Americans. Tonight I just thought I would do an open forum because it does take a lot of research to go get brothers like Brother Kalo and have them on. So tonight I thought I'd kind of lay low and just kind of see what was on the people's hearts and minds. Uh, so I just wanted to remind everybody please Google any shows you miss on uh, Five Smooth Stone Network and uh, you'll be able to uh, get those shows. Y'all, all you need to do is type in Blog Talk Radio and five smooth stones. Also, that link I sent to many of you, a, a, on that link, there's something called, there's a follow button, follow. I really, really encourage each and every one of you to follow this network. This network here, we are very, very serious at five smooth stones. Sometimes people think we're too serious, but we're trying our best to look at the world clearly through through just realistic lens and seeing what is happening in our realm that we call Earth, but also to know that everything starts in the spiritual realm. And this is also where the solutions are, excuse me. So while there's a lot going on in our world, family and friends, uh, we can't be limited to our senses because everything in this realm 
was a thought, was a was a vision. First, it was birthed out of the spiritual realm, where where the real war is, where the real agenda is set. Everything from that realm trickles down into this realm. And then when we, we call ourselves going to try to correct it or going to battle for this cause and that cause, we're not realizing that everything starts in the spiritual realm. And this is, of course, where all solutions are. You cannot, you cannot, brothers and sisters, stay in this realm. It's simply not where the action is. It's where some of the action is. But everything starts in the spiritual realm. And maybe we hit that a little harder because I know on our, uh, on some of our older shows we used to talk about that, um, um, that meaning spiritual warfare. So maybe we'll get to that a little later on. But also I want to remind everybody, those you listen to the show tonight, go ahead and forward that link that I sent to you right now to friends and let them know that Five Smooth Songs is on. Again, the link that, that you receive to listen to this show, go ahead and forward that now. It will be a great time to friends and let them know we're on and we're open for them and that they can call in with their questions and comments that they have uh, been holding or that they may have or topics they may want to even discuss. We'll discuss some of the things that's on your heart tonight. How about that? Again, we will discuss some topics that are on your heart tonight. Let us know, though. Let us know by pressing 1. There's no limits on the phone on the amount of times you can come on as a speaker. All we ask is once you press 1 and you speak, when I put you back on hold, you need to press 1 for the second time to make your hand go down. First time, make your hand go up. Second time, will make your hand go down. So, anyway, that's just, uh, I had to get that out of the way. Let's see if I covered that pretty good. I talked about, uh, and then that's the same for future shows. Folks, we've done over 380 shows, 390 shows, excuse me. And so almost 400 shows have we done here on uh, five, on the uh, blogtalk.com. Uh, 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 so we covered all types of topics. And, and uh, while I'm at it, since, again, this is open format, and remember, we're going to let you, uh, the callers, dictate what we talk about. If you don't press one, Brother Seth is just going to continue to talk. There's a lot on this brother's heart. Like I said, we're talking about what's going on around us, in us, and what is happening through us. And so I have a lot to say on all three aspects of that. So, But let me just say this. Uh, we've done over 400 shows, okay, and 400 shows dealing with all kinds of topics. Again, 400 shows dealing with all kinds of topics. I mean, I probably should bring just get, just to show you everybody what I mean, because some of y'all don't understand what the brother mean when he says all types of topics. Now we call the the, the network Five Smooth Stones, Five Smooth Stones, and what that mean is though that because some of you are new. That's why I'm going over this. So those of you that have heard this a trillion times, don't worry, I'm going to go through it real fast, okay? In 1988, I asked the father five questions. In 1988, Brother Seth asked the father five questions. And I was very, very serious about those five questions. I asked him, just like many of you in your prayer life, you're very, very serious. You know when you're very, very, very serious? That's when I asked these questions. 
Now, I pray a lot, you know, probably not as much as I should, like most of us, but I do pray a lot. But this is a whole nother level of praying when you ask the Father these types of questions with your heart and your hands, so to speak. And so I asked the Father three questions. I was hearing that the Father's getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. One more time. In 1988, and really in 87, 86, I was hearing that God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. And uh, it sounded really good when we first heard it at uh, Southwest Believers Convention with a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Copeland. We rejoiced really mightily in that convention center, whites and blacks. For a long time, we really rejoiced when that word went forth that the Father's getting ready to use the black man. So I asked the Father uh, five questions in 1988, and that was one of them. What, what is with you saying you're going to use the black man? What is with this message if you're going to use the black man? What does that mean? Because I know the Father doesn't deal in black and white. He does not care about race. So this this coming to me hit me kind of all kind of weird ways. The father is getting ready to use the black man. It just didn't sound right. It don't sound right now, do it? Father getting ready to use the black man. It's like, no, the father is going to use whoever seek him. That's what the father does. So anyway, I asked a question. Why are you using the black man? Okay. Then another question I asked the father, and, and let me tell you just 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 why. Uh, uh, and again, we're talking about what is possible on the reasoning of it. Just starting out this open fall, we don't have to stay on this topic, but I'm just setting the foundation for the show tonight. Again, I go over this every once in a while. So. What is five small stone? There are five answers. There are five topics that came out of five questions I asked the most high. Okay? So I was hearing that the father's going to use the black man, and then I learned something between 1987 and 1988. I experienced something very strange, and that was racism. Racism in the church. Now, I knew about racism in society, but I felt like anybody going to church, especially at this big white church I was going to, I really believe this, y'all. I thought that once you get saved and, you know, born again, so-called saved and born again, that you were definitely uh, no longer racist. I figured, you know, some people might have a little bit here and there, but never to the extent that I experienced racism from 1987 to 1988 at this particular church, a big, well-known church in the Fort Worth area. And uh, I found out, uh, we'll talk about that later, but to make the long story short, I found out, well, one of the things I found out, I'll go ahead and say it, one of the things I found out is that a lot of times when the when when, when people that may mean well uh, are operating in racism, even though their heart may be born again. You can be operating in white supremacy slash black inferiority, which is racism. One more time, black inferiority or white supremacy slash black inferiority. They're just one coin, folks. They're just one coin on one side. is white supremacy. A white supremacy can't rule. It can't even fly. There's no such thing as white supremacy unless you have black inferiority. Some non-white have to feel they're inferior. They have to buy into the lie in order for those whites to rule. Whites can't rule over anybody. The, white, the philosophy of white supremacy cannot exist unless... If white is superior, 
that means non-white is inferior. You see what I mean? You can't have one side without the other. So that's why I say white supremacy slash black inferiority or racism. So either way, if you believe blacks are inferior as racism, if you believe whites are superior as racism, the same coin, different sides. One defines the other. If, if, if so-called uh, non-white people stood up to uh, a white supremacy, I'm not talking about white people. I'm not talking about a people. I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about a philosophy that can be believed by anyone. Anybody can believe the lie despite what you look like. And, and that's one of the things I'm about to bring up here. But anyway, um, that's one of the five stones. We'll talk about that here in a second. But anyway, I asked the father... What was, why was he using the black man? I, I, was, I was going on this road saying that I experienced racism in 1987 and in between 87 and 88. And I found that a lot of times when uh, whites uh, that may be born again and that may mean well, I'm talking about so-called good white people, a lot of times when they're operating racism, they'll say something very strange and they'll say, uh, you deserve this but not now. Or they'll say something like this. Here we go. I'm going to dress to make it sound real spiritual. This is what I heard a lot in churches between 87 and 88. I would run into believers that would share things with me. And I know it was the Father grooming me to where I'm at today and what he's going to do with me even in the future. But there was believers I was running into that I knew their character. I knew their lifestyle. Pillars in the church at this particular interdenomination, inter, inter interracial church. And uh, they was constantly being told, oh, you got the word of you, brother, you're on fire for the Father or for God. And they would say, uh, but he, he's going to raise you up. He's going to do this in your life. One day you're going to be able to teach us white people. And one day you're going to be able to do this. And the Father's going to use you. They always put it out in the future. They always put your time to be that teacher, that principal of the school, uh, over that Sunday school class, uh, as a, 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 a up in the pulpit. Uh, they, it, it, as far as you leading them, they always made it a date in the future. I found out that's another form of racism. And so between 1987 and 1988, when I first heard in 87, the, the father's going to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and last is going to be first. That was in 87. I rejoiced. But when I heard again in 88, it rubbed me the wrong way because I understood that a lot of times racist people, not knowing racist, not knowing they're racist, I'm talking about good people, will say God is getting ready to do something. God is getting ready. And that's just as bad as go sit down, nigga. It's just as bad. It's, it's, it's taking from you. It's thievery. It's, it's a, 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 a robbing a birthright almost. It's... it's, it's it's thievery. It's 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 it's, it's control. It's, it's, you know, the scripture says control is this witchcraft. So I found that out. And so in '88, when I heard the same message, God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. I did not rejoice. And the convention center went crazy again, hearing that for the second time. But then this brother that was preaching, he went on to say something else very strange. He said, God is going to use a black man like that before. The first is going to be last and last is going to be first. And again, like I said, everybody rejoiced. But then he said something even more uh, disturbing to me. He says, i got something to tell black people. And when I tell you, y'all going to tear up this convention, 
convention center. Y'all going to rejoice like crazy, something along those lines. He said, but I can't tell you right now. And that was enough. Those two things was enough to drive me to my knees, which I should have been on my knees all along. And I was a prayerful person, but I guess I wasn't praying enough. <laughs> I guess I wasn't praying enough. But uh, I was very serious when I began to pray, pray, and I asked the Father five questions. And the first question was, what is what you use in the black man? Second question was, can I understand the book of Revelations? Can I understand the book of Revelations? Uh, I don't trust these white males. A lot of these people are just racist, Father. They, they love you the best they know how, but they don't know that they have hidden racism in them, and some of them do know it. Can I understand the book of Revelations? Why do I have to trust all of these, these gentlemen, Hilton Sutton and, and uh, uh, Hal Lindsey and all these people? Why do I have to trust them? Why come you can't show me this word? This is just like any other book in the Bible. Why come I can't understand the book of Revelation? Can I understand the book of Revelation was my second question. My third question was, what is going on, Father? What is going on? What is really going on? I'm hearing that there's wars planned, some wars planned as far as 30 years in advance. Some wars planned as much as 30 years in advance. And I'm saying, Father, what is going on? Can I understand the book of Revelations? Okay? And then I ask, uh, and well, let me go, I mean, no, hold on, hold on, y'all bear with me. I'm trying to do two things at one time. Two things at one time. Let me back up here. I was asking the father, "What is going on?" I, 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 y'all forgive me. I just need to slow down here. I asked the father what was going on because I heard that there was wars planned as much as thirty years in advance. I heard there's something called a new world order, something called a one world government, something called uh, 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 secret societies, and I wanted to know: Is that true? I mean, what is that? I hear that there's all there's there's something called fake news that a lot of the news we see is not real that is staged, and I I I I was feeling like I couldn't trust nobody in 1988, and I asked the father, like any son would, just imagine a son crawling up on a father's lap, but this son is very very serious, you know, like daddy why type of you know uh, conversation. And I asked the father, what is going on? I can't trust ABC, CBS. What is going on in our world? I can't trust these white males to tell me anymore. Okay? And then I asked the father this question. Listen to this. I said, I don't care what color Christ was. I said those words. I don't color what color Christ was. I said, but was there anybody in the Bible that look like me? That's an honest question, ain't it? Ain't that an honest question? Was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? I mean, don't you ask that question as a child? Didn't you ask your mom that? Do you think that at least once in your life, is there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? Is there anybody in the Bible that look like so-called black people? I didn't, I wasn't trying to make it a black thing, but this is some questions. One believer, one son asked the father. It's just that simple, folks. So those of you that listen to these shows from time to time and you think Brother Seth is a racist, remember, 
I prayed this prayer. Father, I don't care what color Christ is. Right now, I think he's a blonde hair, blue eyes. But I'm hearing that there were black people in the Bible, that Christ himself could have been black. Is this true? And if not, was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? I mean, how normal, organic can you be? How normal and organic can you be with that question? But I asked the Father that. And last, I asked the Father, could I see the world? Not in this order that I asked these questions, but I do remember asking him last, could I see the world? Here's why I said that. I said, I can't trust these racist men to tell us history. Father, I can't trust these ministers anymore. And I really felt like I was in trouble because a lot of these ministers I looked to were white. I didn't know that I was suffering from white supremacy, the father would later show me. But I just trusted a lot of white ministers, Pat Robinson, Kenneth Hagan, Happy Caldwell, Jerry Savelle, a lot of these names, Lester Summerall. These people was bigger than life to me, and I felt like they could not error. I mean, I feel like they could error. I know I knew that they could error, but not often. And I, there was black pastors and leaders and, and people I listened to, but I just didn't realize how I had them in my mind. I didn't realize that the where I had these white brothers and sisters was in a wrong place. I didn't worship them. I'm not going to say I worshiped them. I wasn't that far gone. But... I did have them in a place in my mind where they shouldn't be just like a lot of you. You have them in a place in your mind where they shouldn't be. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. You have a lot of our white brothers and sisters in their minds, in a place in your mind. When you talk to them, you don't talk to them like you talk to African Americans. And you say, well, you know, I just got to be careful. No, they're the same. There shouldn't be a different voice for one person and another person. It really shouldn't be. Why do you talk a certain way around whites and a certain way around black people? It's crazy. You should talk, talk proper all the time. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So the Father revealed or gave me, or should I say it like this, there's five messages that came out of those five questions. Five messages that came out of those five questions five messages when I asked him why are you using the black man again this is open form we don't have to talk about any certain thing I'm just opening up with just what five smooth stones are because I'm always getting these new callers and people will sometimes ask what is five smooth stones what does it mean so let's just go through this pretty quickly here so when I asked the father what is with him using the black man it's very simple the father's not using the black man because he's black. The father does not recognize, does not, he's not interested in skin color. He's interested in the heart of mankind. The reason into the natural eye is going to look like it's a black thing is because what he is going to be revealing in these latter days is going to be resurrecting, number one, the true Jews. Number two, Exposing America, exposing white supremacy that has had the whole planet crippled with lies and deception. He's going to start exposing a lot of these lies about history that white supremacy have taught the world. 
And when he began to start exposing these things, a lot of our white brothers and sisters will not teach it. And so our black past, so-called black pastors, because you notice no people based on a color. We are various people that look different ways, but we're not a people based on a color, if you understand what I mean. One more time, we're not a people. Black is not a people. White is not a people. There's various nations, 70 nations, that broke off into other nations, and in those nations, every single one of them have so-called white people, so-called black people. That is right. Non-white does produce white. That's a whole other stone that we come to in a little bit. But anyway, so the Father's not using us because we are black, or not using the black man because he's black. He's using the black man because of what he's going to be sharing these last neighbor days. The black man is going to teach it. If whites want to teach the truth, they'll be a part of this movement. But most whites struggle with white supremacy. And a lot of blacks do too. You'll hear that a little later on in the show, for sure, for sure. But a lot of those in power, those that hold, have access to the media, they are going to, uh, 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 a lot of ministers I'm talking about, they're not going to want to share this in their pulpit. So that's the answer to that question. And then uh, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelations. Uh, the Father has showed, uh, as y'all know on this show, on um, uh, Five Network, we've talked about lots of revelations. How America is the great whore. A lot of people don't believe that, so we've been able to talk about that over the years uh, on the uh, One World Government episodes. Talk about how America is going to fall. Talk about how there are those people inside of America that's causing her to be destitute, just like in Romans 17. I mean, in Revelation 17, uh, we talk about. Uh, this being uh, this Babylon and, this, and that there are nations inside of America. Yes, there's our nations. There are people with loyalty to other nations inside of America causing her to be destitute. Uh, and so, anyway, we go off into the book of Revelations uh, pretty deeply on this show, and we have and we'll continue to go. But like I, I asked the Father, again, can I understand the book of Revelation? He has revealed quite of that to me and others. Now, I will say this about the book of Revelation. I don't get into it as much as I need to. I think there's more to learn. But again, we have covered the book of Revelation pretty heavy on this on this show, but there is more to come on the book of Revelation. And so we'll get into that more later on, but we do talk about the book of Revelation. Uh, uh, what is going on? What is going on is there's a one world government. There's a, 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 a one world church. Uh, there's a, a duplicate church. There's a church that smells like the church, look like the church, tastes like the ch- well, probably tastes like the church even, but they're not the church. The church have to hear the gospel. They have to receive Christ, and they have to uh, believe and trust in His righteousness. There's another operating body that look like the church, sound like the church, but I don't believe they're the church at all. Well, uh, when I say what's going on. That is what's going on. A lot of people are part of this world church. A lot of people are, are um, the CIA, uh, FBI. We know about these secret societies. I'm sure without with the with these blockbuster movies, we are able to see how the CIA have taken over uh, uh, America and the FBI, and a lot of things are hid and a lot of things are staged. And uh, just like I prayed, you know, what's going on? 
a lot of things we see with our eyes is not real uh, in terms of what we see on TV, a lot of news. There's a lot of brainwashing going on. There's a lot of, I remember when they had the 911. And again, folks, this is an open forum welcoming everyone to the Five Smooth Stone Network tonight. Brother Seth is just talking about the stones, the Five Smooth Stones, and uh, just going over different things. Uh, uh, that I have gotten from the Father when I asked those five questions. Again, just responding. Uh, these are the answers I got for those five uh, answers, the five questions. Y'all bear with me. Okay, so anyway, uh, when I say, when I say what's going on, there's a lot going on. Folks, I can talk about this one. I've talked about this more than any other thing on on, on, on Five Smoke Star. Talking about uh, fusion centers, how the government, the big brother, Homeland Security, uh, how they have taken over our rights, uh, uh, how big brothers are watching. We've talked about shows like that. We've talked about uh, China and the dollar falling. We've talked about uh, just uh, uh, the Federal Reserve, the, the, the birth of the Federal Reserve, and, and, and how it came on the scene, and why it came on the scene, and the, the uh, Rothschilds, and, 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 and just the uh, various players in this new world order, one world government, how it's, it's a rival, it's rivaling the kingdom of the uh, of Yah. It's a it's a kingdom set up against the kingdom of of the Father. You name something that's in the kingdom, and I'll name something in this new world order. And it's it's an order to 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 take to take over the world. It, it has taken over the world. We talk about something called the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. Again, answering the question, what is really going on, Father? Long time ago, 1988, when I prayed this prayer. So we talked about uh, the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion and how uh, people have tried to take over the world with master education, learning everything about the body, the inside and out of human behavior. Um, we talked about... Uh, uh, the, how uh, how the father have is behind a lot of this. I mean, it sounds one minute like it's Satan, 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 but then Satan don't have no control unless the father give it to him, and uh, at the, uh, uh, or unless we give it to him. Let me just say to tell the truth: the father gives us the power as human beings, and we turn around and give it to the wicked one, and that's how he has become the god of this world. Again, this is all. The Most High answered the question, what is really going on in our world? What is really going on in our world? This is one of the things he shared with me over the years. And and, uh, and so, and then a lot of this I learned was not in America. Remember I asked, can I see the world? Can I see the world? I did begin to see the world. I, uh, uh, and I haven't seen every part of the world, but I have seen a lot of the world. And... Uh, uh, and uh, I've been able to. It's not so much who I, where I went, it's who I met when I traveled. Some of the people there are almost there with words of knowledge for me and information for me. And sometimes they didn't give me much. They just started me on a, on a path. So these are the kinds of things we talked about on uh, on this show. We had done, like I said, nearly 400 shows. Nearly 400 shows. And uh, again, I asked the Father what is going on, and I'm just trying to answer, just give you all some of the ideas, some of the things we've been covering over the years. But we've talked about it all, folks. We've talked about this government inside out. Uh, Brother Joe uh, have been on. Y'all remember Brother Joe? He, that was one of my main guys on coming on talking about a lot of this and uh, 
uh, Blitzen Victor, Victorious and other uh, previous guests, co-hosts in the past. We've hit this hard, the New World Order on Five Smooth Stone Network. So if you miss any of these old shows, what you can do is Google any of those topics I said, but make sure you type in the words, the phrases, blog, talk radio, and five smooth stones, and then any one of those things I said, and you should be able to to pull up that. Also, we did a lot in spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, and uh, and uh, just just a lot has happened. Okay, with regards to that question, what is going on? Remember, I asked the Father, was there any blacks in the Bible? And at the time, I I told him uh, that uh, I believe that the Bible pretty much was white. Uh, well, I found out find out a family and friends that uh, the entire Bible is black but it's not really black as we call it it's because these people are dark skinned but they're not related to each other I mean they are humans we are one part of one family in one sense but they really are various people of that 70 in Genesis 10 and they all were brown skinned the only time white skin appeared is when it was associated with the plague initially now, those people end up being, coming together and, and, and mixing among them, each other that recessive trait, and of course they end up being a mighty people, but I'm talking about the old world, the, 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 the way it's been for thousands and thousands of years has been people of color people of color. I don't buy this whole in sunless conditions your skin turn white. I think in sunless conditions your skin turn lighter but that's not the same. It's white. Two different worlds. And uh, again, dark, dark skin can produce white, white, white people. We got to look at that. So the five messages uh, I said all that to say this. The five messages we talk about those are five quick answers, but the five big messages that we share, and I'll go to this in less than, try to do it in 30 seconds. Number one, we talk about the revelation of the Hebrews. That's those blacks in the Bible. Number two is the revelation of leprosy, is the origin of white skin. Okay? We talk about it. We talk about it like no other. Bible leprosy. And I'm not going to get into it now. Because, again, this is up before, and I don't want to be teaching anything per se. We're just open here. So I'm going to go to the phone lines in a minute. And those of you with questions and comments, Sister Eliana may be joining us tonight. Sister Eliana, if you're in the house and you're clear to talk, go ahead and press 1. I'll be, come, I'll be bringing you on shortly. But, folks, we're going to hopefully hear from, from you tonight. Uh, or we'll just share what's on our heart because, like I said, there's a lot happening around us, in us, and through us. So, um Leprosy, Bible leprosy is something I talk about where I share how truly, truly, truly one type of leprosy in the Bible was nothing more than white skin. Nothing more than white skin. I know it sounds really, really crazy. And I hate to mention it with such a short, um, these sound bites because I sound cuckoo. I know I do, but you just have to bear with me. I promise you. A form of leprosy was albinism in the scriptures. A form of leprosy in the Bible was vitiligo. These are two two characteristics that the skin go through that's in your Bible. It's one form of Bible leprosy, and we go into that like no other per people do, I guarantee you, around. I mean, there's some brothers that go into it, but I mean, I really, really go into it and bring all types of uh, documents, uh, health, I mean, I quote everybody 
I got all kind of doctors that say the same thing. It ain't just Brother Seth. It's all kind of people say it. All kind of folks that talk about this. Uh, but I go into that, and that's another, that's another stone. So the first stone I mentioned is the revelations of the Hebrews. Second stone is leprosy. Third stone would be the one world government. We've talked about that a lot already. And then another stone we talk about is white supremacy, like you have never heard it, because Brother Seth believed that it's not so much white people. It's, it's not white people. It's not white people. Some white people have nothing hard to do with white supremacy. They fight it on all turns. And then some black people is full of white supremacy. So it's it's a concept, it's a belief system taught, forced into us. And I even submit, uh, let me go ahead and name the last one, just so we uh, can hit the white supremacy a little harder and I open the phone lines. Last one is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is principles, is teachings. This is what I talk about the most biblical principles to all of these problems I just named, all these challenges that I just mentioned in the last 15 minutes. The kingdom of Yah, the kingdom of God is solutions, principles, uh, what is going to happen, what's happening already in our hearts, in the spiritual realm, this kingdom that's already been formed in our hearts and minds. And then, uh, of course, we own things, and our our literally, literally family and friends, our possessions, is a part of the kingdom of Yah. People talk about the kingdom of God being able to see one day. Well, don't make it too spooky. What we own right now, those of us who who the Father has our hearts, He has our things. That's a part of the kingdom. Some of us own. More than than others, almost all multi-million dollar corporations, but yet we are believers truly, truly born again. Well, that this is a part of the kingdom, and it will be used when this kingdom comes even clearer. So it's not some spooky, spooky teaching about some, you know, uh, the kingdom is, is, is in front of you. It's something you can see, taste, touch, smell. And Christ, I believe, is going to come and set up a, a kingdom that you can really see, see. But, I mean, it's still going to evolve the very things we have, those of us that will be around at that time. So we'll get more into that. That's the kingdom of God. I talk about that the most on this show, the kingdom, the kingdom. But let me go back to white supremacy. And then we'll go to the phone lines and bring us to Eliana Abadia. I think she's in the house. And uh, the rest of you, if you have any questions or comments, we're not going to beg for your comments tonight, folks. I'm just going to tell you right now, go ahead and press 1. If you have any questions or comments, otherwise, it's Eliana and I will just share until y'all do just that. Uh, but really briefly, uh, uh, like I was saying, uh, the, the stones are the five stones of the Revelation of the Hebrews, number one. Stone number two, leprosy. Uh, Bible leprosy is completely different than what we call leprosy today. Don't even associate it with it. Trust me. Completely different. Stone number three, one word government. Stone number four, kingdom of, um, and, uh, uh, the kingdom of God. I just talked about that now. Stone number five is, is back to white supremacy. Um, just to make this real quick so I won't have the sister hold it too long. Um, just in a nutshell, let's just say this. In a nutshell, let's just say this. How can you, how can you, born in America, raised in America, all you know is America. Some of you have never even been outside of your state. How can you 
with the straight face say, you pro-black, are you pro-Africa, are you pro-non-white people? How can you with this straight face really, in your heart of hearts, really trust black people? Everything you hear is questioning their integrity. Everything you hear is questioning their existence. We cannot get rid of comments that we don't belong here. We come from monkeys. As soon as we squash it and we think we're okay with whites, we keep hearing somebody is killed or hung or something or something or something or something. This is where we are at. We're in a white supremacist society. But you can't put it on white people as much. I know people say, you're crazy. You can't put it on white people. They want the hunger. They want the Jim Crow laws. They want this, that. They are the ones that believe it initially more so than we did. But they have died. A lot of people, they've kept passing along this teaching to their children. Once their children know better and once we know better, they cease to rule over us. It starts in our mind. Those people that set up those laws for those black and white founders have died. They've passed on, you're better than the niggers. Always remember that. It's a philosophy. Now, if the so-called niggers didn't believe what those same white people are saying, and I know sometimes they felt like we, they said we're just as good as y'all. But oftentimes, really listen really good. Even in the civil rights, a lot of the struggles in the civil rights, when they were saying we're just as good as, we're just as good as. We're not just as good as. In some situations, we may be better. I mean, we spend all of our lives trying to catch up with white people. That's sick right there. We are gods if we obey him. The Bible says you are gods if you die as mere men. We fight all of our life, our most cherished personalities over, we're freedom fighters. We spend all of our life trying to live next to the white people, be accepted by white people, talk like white people, aspire to do things that they want to do. That's sick right there. So somebody may say, well, Buck says, what's wrong with being equal? I think it's, I think that's a healthy mindset. No, it's not a healthy mindset because they got low self-esteem too. Whites have low self-esteem, too. Oh, no, they don't. They think they did. No, they don't see themselves the way the fathers see themselves. If they saw themselves the way the fathers see them, they wouldn't treat us the way they do. They see themselves kin to animals as well. We just below them. You can't do the things that they do and and have a healthy self-esteem. So they're believing a lie, and they pass that lie to us, and we believe it. Six, six, six. Let me go to the phone lines. I think we have Sister Eliana Badia on the line, my co-host, and uh, she'll be joining me. Um, Eric Cole, 209. Sister Eliana Badia, are you there? Yes, Shalom, I'm here. Well, Shalom, sister. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing tonight? Well, I am blessed and I'm highly favored. And I'm doing well, actually. Mind well, that's good. 
Were you done? Yes. Well, I just want to say welcome to the show tonight. Welcome to the show tonight, my sister. Always good to hear your voice all the way from Mercy, California. Tonight is open forum. Tonight is open forum. And we're just kind of, um, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, pressing earlier. I just let the people know we're just going to be sitting here uh, talking about whatever is on their hearts or whatever is on our hearts and minds and spirits. So that's what's happening tonight. It's really cut and dry, nothing. I was going over those five questions I asked the most high in 1987, excuse me, 1988, and uh, his replies over the years uh, through various vessels, some in the United States, some outside the United States, as he answered those questions. And I was just sharing that those five topics is, was birthed out of those five questions. So I really hadn't talked about much other than that. Sister, anything on your heart pressing? Anything anything you uh, want to share with the people? If not, I always got more. Actually, you know what I did? I wanted to bring up, uh, I wanted to find out if anybody out there or anybody found out or heard that um, Donald Trump was knighted uh, as a knight of the um, roundtable of King Arthur's roundtable. Has anybody heard about that? And supposedly this knighting of him, so it really changed his name to Sir... Donald Trump of Camelot, and it's supposed to give him the divine right to rule. I don't know if anybody heard about that, but I came across that. I was spending some time with my mom, and she was going through some videos and some things on YouTube, and we just talked about the royal family, and then it segued. The topic wasn't about Donald Trump, but it segued into this conversation that was had in uh, in England, uh, they were saying that because he's very close to his uh, Welsh origins and um, that he's you know picked himself up from his bootstraps and he's a, he's wealthy and he's made a lot of accomplishments. And then they talked about um, the that was the reason why they decided to um, invite him into the knighthood of this special secret order, and uh, it gives him the divine right to rule. And that was, they were saying it was right before he um, actually won the elections. I wonder if that had a lot to do with um, him winning and then this uh, this understanding that, you know, according to them, to their sources, that it gives him the divine right to rule. And I'm wondering if that's the mindset he's operating in as a as the president and how he's huh. um, expecting um you know, the rules of government here in the United States and pretty much doing what he wants because he's feeling empowered. He's got this divine right all of a sudden. Well, you know, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that Sister Eliana, anybody on the phone lines ever heard anything or like to comment on what she's saying. Y'all press one on the shot tonight. But Sister Eliana, I haven't heard that. But you know what? Most, this might sound a little arrogant or whatever, uh, not arrogant, but uh, biased. But I feel kind of feel like this about most white males that is that rich. They probably already feel entitled. So some ritual to give them more power. I, I, you know what I'm saying? If America, the America, you can't get no deeper than a, a phrase called manifest destiny. 
Yeah, is that it? Manifest destiny. Yes. Can't get no deeper than that. That that is a belief that America is to do what they're doing. The arrogance these people have in the way they do the world. I can't see it no less than what you're describing uh, needing to have gotten there from some secret order. Absolutely. And you know what they 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 were mentioning which was also very interesting because it ties into Revelation talking about the dragon or the red dragon. They were saying that um, a lot of the emperors and um, a lot, especially in China and places like that, they actually say that they are descendants of a dragon and that they have the divine right. That's what gives them their quote-unquote royal blood is that it's coming from the dragon. So... um, this order is also an order of the red dragon. So, you know, the scripture gave us these uh, beautiful picture analogies of nations and rulers and people. And these, we see these things, you know, if we dig deep enough, we will see these things being manifested. What the Most High knew was going to take place and how he knew things were going to go down in our generation. He, he had the prophets of old and the scribes to write to us so that we would have a, a record, a confirmation, and foreknowledge into the events of these times. So um, I thought that was really interesting. And so it, you know, explains a lot to me. A, a person, you know, I'm pretty, um, I like to do a lot of research and study, and I like to tie it into biblical uh, truth as well as modern uh, culture and, uh, you know, uh, uh, what we call current events. I love to tie that together to have a relevant uh, answer. Yes, and a relevant that's the way you do it. Uh-huh. Sister Eliana, I applaud you for what you just said. That's what all I try to do with this show. That's what I try to do with this show. I call it a ministry, and I'm very, very serious with this. I don't even like the word show because what this is not show business. This is very serious. There's a lot going on in our world, and the Bible has already described every single thing that is going on. If we look at the scriptures, we'll know why it's happening, how it's happening, and when it's going to stop or when it's going to increase, and what to do for our safety. And I will be a fool. A straight up fool to not dig into those scriptures to get some type of remedy, solution for my family and for myself first and foremost. Here's a good one. Death. Can't get no bigger than death. I don't care what we talk about. Death is going to be king. That's like the number one thing everybody fear. Everybody dread that that right there, death. That's right. That's the number, one. It's number one. Everything else is out after that. Well, the scripture talks about it. Why it comes, how to die, what happens when we die, to where we'll have peace even in death. Wow. How we'll understand our relatives and friends that pass away. Yeah. And then all these other topics, Sister Eliana, come after that. That is addressed also in the scriptures. So I, I hate to turn every show into a Bible study, and I don't, I don't want to, and I'm not going to. But what you just said was profound. 
you've got to look at what's going on and ask the Father, just like I did with those five questions. What's going on? What is what you use in the black man? Why would you do that? That sounds racist. You know, I ask questions that any son or daughter would ask. We got to, you know, I'm a grown man, but I did ask a question just like a child would. What is going on? Go ahead, sister. I just had to chime in there. Well, you know, when you said that, you said something. You said you hate to turn every show into a Bible study, but you do need to use the scripture in order to get the clarity and navigate through. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and I was going to say, you know, there's an um, an acronym for the word Bible, and it is Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Yeah, I I'm heard gonna, that. I'm going to comment on that for a second. I need to... To take care of something just for briefly. Okay. Well, listen. I think that is a, a very good acronym because, it, it, folks, it is definitely, definitely, it's my guide. I mean, I'm not the greatest example of of a believer or or, or a saint or what have you, but folks, I promise you, if I if I took the scriptures out of my life, I think I would make it. Because it gives me hope. There's so much stuff going on around us, inside of us, and stuff going through us, things we do. There's so much going on around us. Just we don't it's not being done us, it's just around us. And then there's things inside of us that we don't understand, that we need answers to. So we need scriptures, we need the Father's wisdom to understand what's happening around us because it's very, very disheartening. I mean it is it, it it can it can it can it can suck the life out of you. What's happening around you and then what's happening inside of us that nobody else knows but the Father. And maybe maybe our loved one if we share it. We need scriptures we need to hear the Father's voice, the manufacturer of this life, of our bodies. We need a understanding of what's going on with this product from the manufacturer. We need to hear from him. So I I love what Sister Eliana said with that acronym. Basic Bible means, B-I-B-L-E means, basic instructions before leaving earth. And I will even ask... At after you leave Earth, so to me that's the only hope really that's out there. I mean, if you take away the scriptures and take away God, everything is very, 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 very fuzzy. I don't think I could see my way. What, 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 what is a relationship without the scriptures? What is a mother, father, sister, brother? What are they for? What are humans for? What is this Earth for? Life, death, pain, joy, our senses. What is any of the? How do you make sense out of anything without the scriptural definition of life? How can you do it? How can you do it? I don't understand it. I don't understand life without the scripture. So people knock the Bible as cuckoo to me. I don't get it. How how do you exist? How how do you describe yourself without? the scriptures. If there is no God, that's what some people say. How do you define anything? 
How how do you anyway? Anyway, folks, this again, you've been listening to you're listening to the Five Foot Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, Sister Aliana Batya. It's all the way up in Mercy, California. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. And y'all just tuning into another episode of Five Foot Stone Network. We just we have an open forum here. We're talking about a little bit of everything. Sister Eliana just uh, brought up the uh, uh, what she felt like the the, the word Bible could mean acronym um, B I B L E, and I'm just giving my take on that. Again, we are open. If you want to have any, uh, if you have any comments, go ahead and press one and come on and just share whatever's on your heart, folks. This is time. I am going to take a little short break. And we'll be right back. I just got to play a little some-some here. And uh, got a little help clip for y'all. I think y'all going to like this. Um, just a little some I found. And I think y'all going to like this. And uh, we'll be right back. Um, let me just do everything. Make sure I got it up here. This is by a, a doctor by the name of Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Stiff. It's kind of a weird name, but. She is really on to something with regards to African Americans. I heard this. I said, "Man, I'm going to play this for my audience because I really think they could benefit from uh, Dr. Jackie Stiff." Uh, some of y'all know from the internet, but she is talking about something very, very important, and I think that she could be blessed by it. So why not share this with my brothers and sisters? So check this out, and we'll be right back, folks. Okay? This is just a little short, little something. It's only like two minutes, but y'all, this information is very important. And uh, then we're gonna uh, play a little quick song. We'll be right back. Just gotta take a little, take a little break here. Check this out. A viewer wants to know: Are there any steps that I can take to improve my good cholesterol? Well, congratulations on asking about the good cholesterol and wanting to improve your health. Well, let's just do a quick review. Cholesterol is a waxy, fat-like substance uh, throughout our bodies, and it's, it's important for bodily functions. But as you know, too much of the bad cholesterol can lead to things such as cardiovascular disease. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the importance of the good cholesterol. Overall, your total cholesterol levels should be below 200, and the bad cholesterol, or also called the low-density lipoproteins, should be lower than 130 milligrams per deciliter or ideally under 100. The good cholesterol or the high density lipoprotein cholesterol should be over 40 or ideally over 60. And by the way, the good cholesterol really helps to get rid of the bad cholesterol out of your body. But before you make some changes, make sure you check with your physician to determine if your good cholesterol level needs to increase and whether it will help you uh, decrease your heart disease risk. So what can you do if you want to raise that um, good cholesterol level? Well, there are several very easy steps that you can take. Number one, eat a healthy diet. It's been recommended that you decrease the amounts of bad fats in your diet, such as trans fats and, and saturated fats, but you can increase the good types of um, fats in your diet, such as of the fats that we see in canola oil, peanut oil, and, uh, and olive oil. Eat a high-fiber diet, but also watch the amounts of bad carbohydrates in your diet because a high-carbohydrate diet can uh, decrease the levels of good cholesterol. Also, if you are exercising, great job, but if you're not, you may want to start that because exercise also leads to raising the good cholesterol. 
the combination of good diet as well as um, good uh, amounts of exercise can lead you to a healthy weight, which alone can increase your good cholesterol. It's been found that if you reduce your weight just by six pounds, can raise your um, good cholesterol by a point or so. So really good news there. If you smoke, um, get some steps and some help to, to stop smoking. And also, if you don't smoke, don't start, because smoking can decrease the amount of um, good cholesterol in your body. So you can talk to your doctor about lifestyle changes. If these lifestyle changes don't seem to work and your doctor still feels you need to uh, get some help in raising your good cholesterol level, there are some medications that can be used that your doctor can prescribe. So again, um, congratulations on knowing about the good cholesterol and wanting to improve your health.
We're back. We are back. And you've been listening to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. What did y'all think of that kingdom? <laughs> King's Kid. You want to look that up on YouTube. It's by a group called Kingdom. And I'm by, and the name of the song is King's Kid. Folks, listen. Um, <laughs> can't get no more biblical than that. We are truly King's Kids. We are definitely, definitely... Um, have a contract, have a, uh, it's a weak word actually, we have rights, we have a a, a heritage, if you will, Uh, especially those of us that are born again, Uh, the Father promises to protect us, in out of danger, and uh, he promised to, to, to make a way for us, Uh, I was talking about before we went to that, to the break, how there's so much happening around us, so much happening around us, and we don't understand a lot of this stuff that's going on in our world, folks. We don't understand. Sometimes I have to just pull over, so to speak, in life and just shake my head. I just don't, can't make sense out of things until, until, I consult the scriptures. Then all of a sudden, I'm refocused. I'm refocused. Folks, listen. It is not rocket science. We just make it hard. We make it hard with our rebellion. We make it hard by not doing what the scriptures tell us to do when it says things like, when it tells us things like read our scriptures daily, pray constantly. We make this life difficult when we just really rebel against the scriptures. And if you don't even know the scriptures, you asking, you you really playing with fire living on this earth, living on this earth. Without the scriptures, without the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, or as Sister Eliana would say, the acronym, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, how are you going to understand war? How are you going to understand peace? How are you going to understand all the things that is going on around you? Crazy people. Here's, here's one to un- try to understand. You think crazy people is difficult? Try to understand good people. Nobody think about that. We don't understand everything there is about goodness, kindness, people being sweet, gentle. We don't understand it. No, we don't. That's why a lot of us can't accept it. A lot of us don't understand what's going on around us, folks. And the Bible is there. Laying on your coffee table, collecting dust. Some of us. And it talks about where peace comes from. Where joy comes from. It, it, It lets us know where gentleness come from, 
these are fruits of the spirit. True gentleness, true joy, true happiness are gifts of the spirit, and it only can come when the spirit is ruling a person's life after they've submitted to the Father. There's joy come with buying a brand new car. There's that little temporary joy. But you're okay if you see somebody with a bigger car, with a faster car. Or let's say you go into an area where everybody got a better car than you. That brand new car that you was just making over, if you go into an environment where everybody got a better car than you, all of a sudden it's not, that's what I'm trying to say. That's not true joy. That's not true happiness. That's not true contentment. So, again, we need the scriptures for understanding what is going on around us. We need the scriptures to understand even the good things that are happening to us. The good things, the, the, the things that happen to us that make us just almost want to cry because it's so good. We need to understand that this is from the Father. He talks about how he would bless you at a certain time when this is done that is done so a lot of times we don't understand why things are happening to us sometimes it's his mercy we don't deserve it at all and you can't even understand his mercy without the scriptures or without him speaking now, I say the scriptures the scriptures the scriptures but I'm also and equally talking about that spirit we call the Ruach Kadesh Holy Spirit or the Ruach, the Spirit of the Father, you can't understand life without it really breaking down what this, what this, what this, what this experience is all about. It's very, very, very serious, folks. But yet it's very, very, very simple. So tonight, again, this is just open form. I know I sound really serious, but we don't have to stay on this topic uh, we can hit anything that's on your heart, anything's on your mind, uh, 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 anything's on your spirit. We just, you know, again, we just here tonight. Just, just um, every once in a while, I like to do these shows where I can just kind of not have an agenda, not have a text, a script, and just, just share whatever comes up, so to speak. And uh, believe it or not, I don't know what it is about these types of shows, but they are some of the most popular shows. I don't know. I don't understand it. I would think people would want to listen to a show where we have a certain topic already lined up. But people are not like that. They want to uh, hear something different. They want to hear something. Uh, uh, they want to hear something uh, off the grid, so to speak. And so every once in a while we do these open forms. So tonight is open forming against the Eliana Batya is with me all the way in Merced, California. She'll come back on the line and she uh, is free there. So uh, I want to bring up something else. Okay, Cecilia, you're back. I've been back for quite a, quite a while before the break. I mentioned that I was back. Okay, well, just chop in, jump in. You know how it goes. Anytime, just jump in. Uh, what's on your heart and mind? Because i got a, li- a few things here wrote down. I don't want to talk the whole show because I'm always, like I said, there's a lot happening around us, sister in us and through us. Three different things. Lots happening around us. Don't have to do with us, but we just see things and we don't understand. And some things we think we understand. 
And then there's things that are happening in us. We don't have no clue. We don't understand it, but it's happening inside of us. Nobody knows about it but us and God. And then there's things that are happening through us, things we're doing to people. Some of it is inspired of the Father, some of it is inspired of the evil one. Yes, both out of us, through us. So, what's on your heart, sister? Anything else? I know you got uh, several things here. I have two little things that was just kind of running in my mind. Uh, One was uh, dealing with technology and how technology is really affecting us right now. we, I know uh, uh, quite a while back, I think when we did the Black Panther, uh, when we did the Black Panther review, um, we were talking about that technology, and um, then we, we briefly, I think it was a couple of us on, and we were talking about how our, you know, like the young generation is kind of into the, they're really connected to technology. But um, with that being said, knowing how, you know, we're, we're moving into this, this age where, the scripture talks about that mark of the beast and what that could really mean. And that's, you know, a lot of takes on that. If it's a chip, if it's, you know, what, what not, um, monetary system, um, suggestions. But technology, the, 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 the reason I'm, I was thinking of it, because I was thinking about how, like, so many young people, I mean, not just young people, everybody and almost everybody on the planet whether it's a, what we consider to be a third world country or a developed advanced uh, nation everybody's starting to become very very connected to this technology and um and it's also starting to you know have the the control the mood and the uh influence the thinking pattern of the younger generation. Actually, not I, I, you know, I can't say the younger generation because when I'm out, I see adults, I see elderly adults just as connected on their on their cell phones, texting while they're walking, you know, in the coffee shops or wherever, the restaurant. Everybody's That's got scary. Ain't it? it really is scary, ain't it? Isn't that everybody's texting their they they're not even having conversations with their with their families, and and um, I was out I was I was out with a sister the other day and she's she's a little grandson he's three, this boy is brilliant, he's brilliant I mean the things that that this this three year old is able to articulate is it would blow your mind I mean to if you close your eyes and just heard him talk you think he was like twelve, but when you look at him and you see his little body. It's almost like that movie Little Man, you know. You look at him, he's like, that's a baby. But what he's saying, it's not a baby. It's not a baby. And so um, he's really connected but his, uh, to technology. But his grandmother was saying to me, she said, you know, the thing is, she was telling me that her daughter is, in, is present near her son. Now, her daughter's young 20s, but... She's on her phone so much, the baby has learned how to pretty much navigate and run the house while his mother is present, but she's not interacting with him. But somehow he's learning to speak. I mean, his his English is better than mine. And he's three, he just turned three. But when he when but when he's uh, 
he knows that he's done something and he's about to be chastised, he knows how to go back into that baby mode. And so I was thinking about this. This is like baby face spinster. This is like little man. This child is very advanced, but he also knows how to play the role of a child. And I think it's because of all this technology. You know, it could be sending out um, some kind of impulses or some kind of electromagnetic waves. I don't know, but I've never met a child like this. It just really blew me away. It just really blew me away. And a lot of parents say they're, even their newborns are, are, you know, they come here, they know how to navigate their smartphones, their parents' smartphones, even at six months old. Is that scary? That is scary, and I think you're onto something. And I and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is this right here. There's a few topics that I'm just gonna sound very immature. Me after I'm talking about all this about how we need to know what's going on. Everybody got their limits, folks. This is one of my limits. It is it, so. I have heard so many people saying what you're saying. It ain't even funny. And I know when you get that many people, that many scientists saying that, that many grassroots people saying that, it's true. I do think they're using mind control. I think they can do things. They, they've proven it. I didn't even know this, that depression can be brought on by food sheets. I was refused to believe for many, many years. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I mean, because depression is a mental thing. It's thoughts. And I'm thinking, what well, does that got to do with Fuji? But it's true. Well, if that's true, what you're saying could be very well true. But it's just one of those things that's so bad, so horrible. So my mind is just like, I can't think about that too long. I think about it. And I will read up on it. But it's just, I kind of, I have bypassed articles on that one. So you will be the one to talk about it. I mean, I, 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 I suggest people read up on it. I'm just talking about for Brother Seth. It's just one of those things that just, it's almost like my wife has this thing. She, she certain things she don't want to talk about. She don't want to talk about prison life. She don't like talking about abuse to kids. It's just that's her limit. Well, when I start thinking about how the government can control thousands of people's minds, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I do think it's very, very possible. Are you shocked to hear that? Let me ask you that. Are you shocked to hear that? No, but you know what? It goes. It ties back to what is And I see you. I, we got a hand that went up. I see you, Erico, 718506. We'll come to you in a second here. But go ahead, sister. And then when you come to Paul, we'll go to the caller. Okay, it ties back to the scripture. If the scripture says that, you know, everyone, you know, great, rich, poor, free, bond, uh, you know, young and old shall receive a mark in their right hand or their forehead, they won't be able to buy or sell without it. But it also goes on to say later on in the scripture that whoever receives that mark, they will not be able to enter into the kingdom of the Most High. They will not be able to receive the Ruach of his spirit or of his presence. So... If that's the case, and they're they're using mind control, they're doing something. Are they also changing the people's DNA with technology? Well, 
After this caller, I want to comment. Please remind me. I want to comment on the on the mark because you, when you said they won't be able to receive his ruach, I got a take on that. I want you to know. I want you to. I would love to know your angle on that. But let's go to area code seven one eight. Five zero six. I'm not going to give you a whole number out. I'd like to know your name and the city you're calling from. Go right ahead. Uh, Jonathan Fort Worth. All right, Mr. Johnson of Fort Worth. I think I know who this is. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, sir. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing even better. Just need you to talk just a little bit. I'll turn my music down a little bit. But how you doing, Johnson? I'm doing well, sir. I just wanted to ask a question about the uh the technology is it do we think that it's just more of a tool and it's human beings because we invented it where it's all about the intention that we decide how to use it but technology in itself isn't wicked it's not something of the devil it's an invention just like any other tool that man makes and it's more of the intention of how man uses it that determines whether it's good or bad Hmm. Good, good point. I, I don't think it's bad, but I'm thinking that when uh, when a, a ch- when an infant can navigate a smartphone and and know how to go to programs, it's like you know my grandson's five and he's just now learning how to read, but he can take my remote control and say YouTube, and now he's finally learned how to say it properly where it understands him. It takes him to YouTube. And then he can look, he can get to roadblocks. This whole thing now, these kids are into roadblocks. So I've been monitoring them. But he can find any roadblocks program. I know he's not able to really read, but he's able to choose the programs he wants. He's been doing this for three years. He's five, and he's been doing it for three years. And I remember when I touched the computer, you know, I was like, maybe like... 17, but these, these kids are being born, like, with the magic touch. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just trying to understand, you know, if they're, they're here with a keen sense of knowing how to manipulate, like, complex devices. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's evil, but it's just, it's blowing my mind because this, these, these kids are born, like, already plugged in, like, on a level that I don't even think we can understand or comprehend. They are already plugged in. They are, and I think what the call is saying, and, and, and good to hear your voice, John, all the way from forward, Mr. Jonathan. This is a co-worker, man, everybody, just so everybody know. And uh, me and this brother, we just go at it sometimes. This is a very smart, intelligent young man. I mean, this is one of those leaders of this next generation coming up, and I believe that. And so I really appreciate him calling the show and, and, and uh, chiming in. But, Jonathan, let me just say this to you all the way forward. I think you're on to something when you say, you know, it's how we use it. And, that, and I'm going to make a comment after we, you hang up, and you'll see where I'm going with this. And it's kind of what I was just telling Sister Eliana. I want to comment on her talking about this mark of the beast. I don't think technology is wrong, any of it. I don't think it's a sin or none of that. I think it's how we use it. I just think it's a tool. It's not. It can be a sin. It's just a tool. It's how we use it. So, are we uh, are we answering your question, or are we on your comment? Give us give us feedback. Oh yes, I, I agree with 
the uh, the notion that technology is is going to be the tool which the beast and everything is going to come in the future. But I think it's great that young kids are able to understand the technology so they can use it as a defense to help those who, who don't understand the technology. So it's good that the younger generation is understanding this technology so when it comes about, don't understand it, we'll know how it's coming at us. Instead of being scared of the technology, we need to understand the technology so in the future, when we see these things, we know. Absolutely. And I see a hand just went up. Erico, hold on a second, Jonathan. Hold on one second. Erico, 81735, I don't want you to hang up. I do see your hand. I'm coming to you next. But go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree, though, that technology is going to be the tool because it connects everybody. It's, yes. it's, it's so fast. You have 5G. You have all these things coming out. So, yes, it is going to be the tool that's used to destroy us. But also, if we don't understand it and it's completely over our head, then we, don't, we won't understand when it does come for us. So that's why I think it's great that kids are understanding it, but we just have to instill in them the, you know, the Bible and, and everything like that. So then... We, they understand they don't get manipulated by it, but they're able to just teach others when it comes at us. Well, I wanted to say, now, I've, I've heard that they've, they've tapped in, well, the powers that be, scientists, they've, they've tapped in the fact that everyone, every human person operates at a certain frequency. And I think with a lot of this technology, and I, I heard something about 5G, that it's able to match our frequency. So my, so I'm not afraid of it. I didn't say I was afraid. I'm saying it's when I say it's scary. I mean I'm not talking about fearful. I'm talking about it's. I'm in awe that young children that are being born in this generation are already coming in, like so tuned in that they can, you know, a six month old can tap his mother's um, smartphone and open it if she has a password. He can manipulate the password at six months out of the womb and find games and programs at that age. So that's, that's what I'm saying when I say scary. I'm talking about in awe. But something you said was so powerful. How do we, I guess my question, this is for younger people. I'm not a younger person. <laughs> but so for younger people listening, how do we, like the brother said, Jonathan said, how do we get in front of this technology so that we can um, determine its use for, say, the good of our community, for the good of the people? And also, if, if it's connecting all of us, then how do we take and manipulate it? Or how do we, you know, train our young people to cause it to be the conduit for the kind of change that we are looking for in our community? That would be the question for the young generation coming up. Yeah, that would be. And they kind of watch it and tweak it and just make sure, you know, the radiation is a, is a problem, is a challenge. Uh, it's also a very addictive uh, pastime. Uh, we got to be careful. We're watching how much time is on it, the radiation. But like Jonathan said, I think we should understand it. It's, it's coming, folks, it's here. It's going to be a part of our world. We're not getting rid of technology. This is the way those in power continue to rule. If they turn off, if they unplug, they lose their empire. It's just that simple. Jonathan, go ahead. Let me get uh, any other feedback or comments or questions you have. 
No, 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 no. Everything that uh, she said was, was correct. And we need to, like you said, uh, we need to try to figure out exactly how we can approach it, how we can get in front of it. I know myself, I'm trying to self-teach myself about um, programming and things like that. So when my daughter comes up, I can kind of show her. But, I mean, I don't really have all the answers. I just wanted to know exactly about the uh, if we thought technology in itself was evil or is it more so how human beings decide to use it, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's it. I, I don't, I'm not going to try to sit here and act like I got the answers, but, you know, I just feel like technology definitely is the future and it's definitely going to be something that's used to hurt us, but it, I feel it also can be used to help us as well. Well, brother, I appreciate you you come you calling and sharing that. I think you're absolutely right because it ain't going nowhere. We better understand it. We don't have an option, Jonathan. We gotta understand it, and uh, we better understand it, and we better look uh, try to find some good in it and just be. It just we just got to be parents. This is all it is. They get about to catch some of us and just be parents. We got to just know there's all types of ways you can lock down computers, make sure they go off at a certain time. You can turn down the screen to where you won't get that much radiation. There's all kind of ways to control computers and technology. So, again, I think you're absolutely right. We got to learn it, learn how to work with it, because it is not going nowhere. This is how they run their empire. They are not going to get rid of it. It's going to just increase. So we just might as well get ready for the technical race. But anyway, gotta go. Gotta another go to another phone phone call. Listen, when I put you on hold, if you could put press one after I put you on hold, and if you want to come back later, I would love to hear you come back. Late if you want to. Remember on the on Fosmus on Network, everybody, you can comment more than once. So, Johnson, it's really good to hear from you, man. Really, honestly, and I hope that you be tuning into other shows because this brother right here got something for y'all. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, good work. All right, thank all right. you. And that was Jonathan Always from Fort Worth. And Jonathan, you can press one now again with your hand to go down. And that way, if you want to come back on later on, this brother and I at work, we get into all kinds of stuff. And he's one of the sharpest young men I have met in a long, long, long time. I mean that. Y'all see what I mean if he gets involved more. But Jonathan, go ahead and press once your hand to go down. Okay, Eric, code 817. 350, you've been patiently waiting. I apologize, but I just had to let that brother get it all out. Uh, but go ahead and let us know your name and the city you call it from, please. Uh, shalom, shalom. This is uh, Brother Malachi from Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Brother hey. Malachi, long time to hear from. Hi. Oh, good to hear from y'all. Uh, how you doing, yeah, Sister not, really, I think we heard from you actually about a couple of weeks ago, so you, you've been coming. But go ahead, brother. Good to hear from you. Yes, uh, uh, technology. I I remember reading uh, the writings of the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and he said something in one of his writings that resonates today when it concerns uh, technology and morals. Uh, and that's what I've been thinking about. How uh, he wrote something to this effect. I don't remember exactly, but he wrote that. Uh, man's technical advance is, has uh, has uh, advanced further than his morals. Mm. Uh, and he was talking about something to the effect of a revolution of values. And uh, 
you know, technology, what concerns me today is that technology, it has its positive, but it also is playing a, uh, it's, it's affecting people's morals. And just like Sister Eliana was saying, uh, I was teaching in cyber class, I was teaching that, you know, we as parents, we got to be very careful not to be neglecting our children because we're so busy on social media. Because I see that a lot happening where a lot of parents neglect their children because they're preoccupied with social media. And it goes back to uh, the fact that we just got to prioritize things. Technology is good. It's good for spreading. I use it for the ministry. But at the same time, we have to it's good for business to promote your business and things like that. But we have to uh, prioritize some things in our life where it's not affecting our uh, duties as parents and it's not affecting our attention while we're driving and where we're not just posting everything on on social media, you know, uh, like our privacy, things like that, private lives, like a lot of people are doing today. You know, we got to have some morals. We got to have some good ethics. Uh, mm-hmm. And one more, and one more thing, I, one more thing I want to add also is that that uh, uh, when you think about the, the web, W E B, or internet, N E T, I think it plays into the government, the world hands to have everybody online, because even when you delete something, it's it's still being collected as data by some agency. So I believe, I believe the government want everybody on the internet so they right. can keep tabs, right. on, keep tabs on everybody. We're all stuck in the web, or all stuck in the net. Even when the founders of Facebook, I heard, they don't even allow their own children. Uh, I heard one of the founders won't even allow their own children to have an account because they know that something is up to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all I want to say. Wow. Absolutely. You're right about that. Um, that's the thing. Web. You know, what does a web do? Uh, a spider's web, it captures its prey. Same thing with a net. We, we, You know, fishermen use nets to capture their prey. They capture their, you know, get their fish from the sea. Um, hunters use nets. All people, you know, all of these um, predators use nets or webs in order to trap their prey and to and keep them in a place so they can consume them. And that's what we, they call us consumers. We're trapped in the net. We're on the web. We are, you know, we're in a cage. And, um, you know, they have that power over us. But I think, you know, the father, when he says come out from come out from um, her, my people, I think what he's saying is, you know, it's twofold. It's not evil. You know, technology is not evil, but who, it's in the hands of the evil. It's in the hands of the wicked one. So That's true. Evil purposes, you know, and then what, you know, what Brother was just saying is that, but it's also a tool for us to spread the, the work of the, of the Most High to connect Absolutely. new people. You know, it, it, it can be used for good. It's a tool that can be used for good. So we can use that same concept to trap, not trap, but to attract and hold fast 
the conscience of people who who are interested in understanding and knowing more about the Most High, their origin, their roots, and we can use that technology to, to do the same thing, but for the good of the kingdom, for the advancement of the kingdom, and uh, like, you know, we, but we also have to be aware that at the same time, it's also being used against us because it's that all-seeing eye. How How is that eye able to see everything through this technology? That's what the brother's you know. saying. You, right, right. Yeah. Well, Brother through Patrick, that, Brother... It's uh, seeing everyone and understanding because they know that we're tapped into this technology, we're tapped into the net, and so they can trace us, they can uh, they can monitor us on our smartphones, on our devices, in our smart TVs. They can see right into our homes with our smart TVs, and any we don't even know that they're watching. They can they can be watching us while we think the television is off. They can be watching like a two way mirror into our homes. Very powerful, brother. I must say, brother Malachi, I appreciate you coming on and sharing that, and just remind, really reminding us, because you're absolutely right. Think about it. If you're going to be a minority in 2045 or whenever, whatever the years, uh, those that are in power are supposed to be a minority, and you are trying to preserve your own, that is one part of it. There's another part of it is just fell out wickedness. Um, they can't rule with our technology, like I was saying earlier, and you're absolutely right. I think Facebook, it might have started out innocent, I think, from the Harvard grad, uh, can't think of his name right now, Mark Zuckerberg. I think I'm saying his name right, but it might have started out as an innocent project or innocent company. But I know that the government in some kind of way either hacked his computers or had him do it with his permission because it, it, it tries to keep us together. And when I go outside of my loop, I, I, some, about some people that, that is in a different income bracket – maybe they own their own business or some type of politician, whenever I try to befriend, it'll really send me through hoops. But if I want to befriend somebody that, that went to school with me, I can be their friend, easy. So it, it's trying to control us. It suggests friends to us. When I go on YouTube, it's trying to, and people say, oh, that's just a friendly application to try to get you to, to, to like it's suggesting what songs I listen to. Well, I think it's trying to control me. I might not mm. want to listen to the OJ just because I listened to the OJ's last time. I may want to listen to a New World Order uh, documentary, but it's got all these suggestions and all this stuff on YouTube. I, I think, the, I think, brother, you are so on point, brother Malachi. You just don't know. Maybe you do know, but I'm just saying you're right. And so was Jonathan. I like what he was saying. So I know this is open form. We kind of lean towards technology, but this is all so good tonight. I really appreciate uh, what y'all are saying. Brother Malachi, do you have anything else, any comments or anything? Uh, that'd be it. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to give a comment. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, and uh, 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 we'll go ahead and let you go. Um Thank you, Brother Malachi, that was wonderful. Thank you. I didn't know you taught um, a technology class. That was. Thank you for sharing that. That that um, broadens the understanding of your scope of your ministry. Yes, yes, it does. I have my hope. But anyway, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. 
Uh, Sister Eliana, I'm going to go. I think we should go ahead and take a little short break here. Um, are you okay with the break? Sure. Uh, I just want to say uh, that was profound what he was saying. We really need to think about what the brother was saying even deeper because that's how they control us. But I like what Jonathan was saying. You know, we don't want to say technology is evil and just don't want in our house or not to do it. You know, because it's a very it's an excellent tool to get information. Whereas we used to back in the day, Sister Eliana have to go to the library. We get into a deep discussion. We say we're gonna go check out tomorrow at the library. Me and Dad, we're gonna go. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Meet me at the library. That was it. That's right. Do you remember that? <laughs> that don't yeah, have to we remind people to call in because it's, uh, they have a few minutes before eight o'clock. Right, right. I got it on my list here to do. Trust me, I forgot. And so, since you're doing it now, ten till we'll just go ahead and just remind everybody again. Call the phone number before ten before ten o'clock because you will be cut off at that time. Normally, I'll have to do it at ten. But so, um, and folks, the number just so y'all, uh, those of you that that, that click on the link, uh, go ahead and call the number nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero again nine one four two zero five. Five five nine zero, or you will be, uh, your call will disconnect at ten o'clock. We'll continue going, and you can listen to it in the archive. But if you want to stay with us, you must call the phone number. You cannot click on the link if you listen to this show. You click on the link, got to call. But listen, uh, Cecilia, I want to just take a little short break. But before I do, I just want to say that those brothers are very much on to something uh, because I feel like uh, this technology. I, I matter of fact, I have thought about going to a computer shop or finding somebody that's really good in technology to put a complete different security system on my computer, go ahead and update everything, uh, get LifeLock. <laughs> I've been procrastinating, but I would love to get LifeLock. I would love to upgrade my computer system. Uh, get all, I mean, this Norton is good, but there's some other stuff out there. And I mean, um, this, 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 this black web is serious. Uh, identity is, everything is open now. Uh, I'm going to share this with everybody real quick, Sister Eliana. Did you know, Sister Eliana, Badia, did you know, all the way up in Mercy, California, did you know, Sister, that you, that I can put an application on my phone, can download it. It costs. Last I checked, I haven't did this like in eh, been about eight years. But folks, just because I've been at old, don't mean it's still not good. I think it's still true. Because if this was true eight years ago, it's true to today. But you can get an application, put it on your phone, folks. Listen, I could put this application on my phone. It went from seventy-five dollars to like three hundred. It may have went up. And I can call Sister Eliana, and uh, if she picks up her phone, that's all she has to do. From now on, every phone call she gets, I can hear it. Did she know that, Sister? I did know that. Somebody told me that. Yes, it's true. And when I, I saw it on the news, that's the first place I saw it. And then I was like, I don't know if that's true or not. So what I did is I, I went to research it. And, and I, at the time, back in the day, it was been more than eight years ago probably now I think about it. But I felt bad because, not because it was out there, but because I didn't know about it. 
because I had learned about the the black web before anybody was talking about it. Because I I, I got this friend that's darn near a hacker. I mean, this guy is deep, deep, deep. Not gonna give his name out, but he don't do anything illegal. But he just knows a lot. And so he kept me up on everything. So when I found out this, I was a little upset that I didn't know about it because I try to keep up with it. What pissed me off, Cecilia, Eliana, is there's thousands of people that knew about it. There's websites you can go to and buy this program. So when your phone rings, I can set my phone to ring a certain way. Like my phone ring may be ring, ring, ring. When you get a phone call, I can program my phone to ring like and that means Sister Eliana's getting a call. I can listen to everything you say. If I pay more money for the more for the more expensive one, I can see through your camera. Oh my now, God! Now Sister Eliana, don't get scared. No, I didn't get this because <laughs> I promise you I did. But I'm saying I saw that you could do it. And when I began to read it first, I thought I was going to, I wanted to get it because I wanted to kind of monitor my son because I thought he was doing some things he didn't have no business. And I wanted to get it to kind of keep up with where he was at. This was way back before anybody knew anything about knowing where your phone is and all these programs they got. This was way before all that. Folks, listen to me. I'm not lying to y'all. They got it out there where if you get a text, this person can see your text. The government sold this to the public. This was... This program belonged to the CIA first, and I guess they moved on to bigger and better things, and they sold this. So I was thinking to myself, my goodness, and that's when I was sharing with my wife, and we both came to the, 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 the harsh revelation that nothing is a secret. I mean, so when you're having conversations, you need to put your phone under your thigh, under your leg, under your whole body. Sit on your phone when you're having certain conversations where nobody can, because they can really hear what they want to hear, and they can see through your your cell phone camera. This is the truth. With your phone, listen, if you turn it off, they can't see. But if you got your phone on, even though your camera might be off, it's like a it's like a, 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 a operator. They can operate your phone like you do. Just because you turn your phone, if you turn it off, power off, they can't do anything. But if you have it on, but your camera's not on, they can turn your camera on. The government can do it. We can, if, uh, if civilians can do it, the government can do it. Folks, I kid you not, it was anywhere from $75 to 300 I shared with my sister, and she was saying, oh, I want that. And we both agreed not to do it because it was just, it's just you cross that line. You cross that line when you do that. I think it's a moral line you cross. You get in trouble with God doing that, the most high. So I just wanted to share that. Since you say you never heard that? I have heard about that, and that's what I was saying about they can see through your smart TVs. All these smart devices are called that because it gives it's a two-way communication. It's like a window into your world, and you know that just that violates privacy and it it violates basic human nature because we don't need to know that much about another person unless we are we have some type of vested interest or intimate relationship on the level where we need to know but just to be able to look into someone's home watch the activities as if you're watching a movie that's that's creepy it I is and that's what they that's what the all seeing eye i never forget i was in i was taking a flight out of heathrow 
uh, airport in uh, London, and I saw this on the wall. It said the all-seeing eye. This was several years, quite a few years ago, but it said the all-seeing eye is coming, and there will be nowhere to hide. And this is before all this smartphone technology and all of this stuff got really, 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 really blown out of blown up like this. Um, it was it was during a time where they people still had pagers, okay. As I'm trying to date, I'm dating myself. So we didn't have the cell phones like we have, but people had pagers, and so we were. I was taking a flight, and when I saw that, it just sent a chill through me. Now we have these cell phones that are our our main number. It used to be people had a landline and a cell phone when they were kind of new and people switched up on the cell phones. Now this is the main number. It's the main phone. It's the main communication device to reach you, and now they can see you. They can hear you even when you don't want to be heard or seen. That to me. So Wow. Don't take your phone to the bathroom with you. <laughs> wow. I used to share that story I just shared with you, and people would be afraid to give me their number. I kept telling them, look, I didn't do it. Trust me, I have better things to do. But it is very, very true. And, 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 and listen, you can't escape. I thought it was kind of neat. Another reason I wanted my son was one, you know, at the time. You know, he's doing good, better now. But at the time, you know, when they was coming up, I just wanted to keep tabs on my kids. That's so that's why I thought about it. And another reason I thought about it, like if you go on an interview or something and you want to know what they really thought about you, <laughs> if you call them back, you can hear every single thing they hear. If you Let's just say you're being interviewed. And you walk outside to them and you don't want to know if you got it or not or what the employer think of you or coworkers think of you. You can just leave your phone in there. And, I mean, you can take your phone, brother, and you can listen to everything they're saying about you. It's just, it just crosses the line. Sometimes you need to be shocked. Sometimes you need to not know what people think of you because good people say bad things about you sometimes. One more yeah. time. Good people, your good friends, the people that really do genuinely love you and is the best for you, sometimes say crazy things about you, and the enemy will take that and use that, and you won't be believing and trusting nobody. So anyway, I decided not to get it, but it is very true. I saw it on the news. This lady, one more thing. The news people that actually presented this information to the public, this this newscaster said, we're going to get one lady, one of the newscasters to go outside. You go outside, and we're going to show you how, folks, we're about to show y'all how this works. This lady had left her husband. She left her husband, the divorce. And her husband got this application, and she would go out with other men, new men. And her old husband husband was listening to what she was saying about him. And she would get back home, and he would call her and say, hey, I heard you tell so-and-so this, that, another. You know that's a lie. She was like, how did he know that? And she thought her new man was telling her, and then it happened again. She'd be with another guy, and he'll tell her everything. And she kept, and then she would turn off the phone or, 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 or you know, shut it down and then turn it back on. She thought that would get rid of him. They said, they say, they say it on the news, they said on the news, you cannot get rid of this app unless you clear your whole hard drive. So you'd have to wipe your phone clean every day. 
And my hacker friend that lives in Cincinnati, what he would do with his computers and with his phone, listen to this, those of you, like Brother Jonathan was saying earlier, technology is good if you know how to use it. What, what you can do to stop Big Brother and everybody, nobody can track you if you do what I'm about to say. This my hacker friend told me. Y'all listen to this key point before we go to the break. He said, man, every single week I wipe my computer. He said, I don't keep nothing on my computer. He said, you see that little box right there? He said, that's an external drive. This is before anybody was talking about external drives. He says, everything I need is on that external drive. His external drive was, I don't know, was the most you could get at the time. He says, my computer is just a shell. I don't put no pictures, no nothing on there. I put it on my external drive. He says, every time I come get up the computer, I unplug my external drive from my computer. My computer is just a shell. That's why it's so fast. He you know, says, my people, phone, he says, I wipe. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. Young people really, excuse me, need to hear this because I've heard that a lot of school age and middle school children and high school children are sending selfies of them of their private parts to each other thinking that you know I don't know what where this craze got started but those pictures never go away and young people this one school found out that all the kids were doing it and they it was in the news of um last year or the year before these were middle school children and they were taking pictures. They were going in the bathroom and taking pictures of their of their nudity and sending it, passing it around school. And one of the teachers uh, confiscated the phone, saw the saw the photos, talked to the principal. They brought the whole class, and it wasn't just the classroom; it was the entire school. They brought in the parents and talked to them about wow. what was going. On. That's frightening. Wow. That's right. Yes, and those pictures can be intercepted, intercepted easy. But, folks, listen, again, you can wipe your computers clean every week. I suggest you do it. Even I, I mean, I'm just saying you can do it. Get your external drive, put everything on your external drive, leave your computer completely clean, nothing but just a bare, uh, just a skeleton. Use your external drive, have all your personal in your external drive, get a life lock. Also, you can wipe your phone clean. You can do that every week as well. Wipe your phone clean. Somebody said, what about the contacts and all that? I don't know what to tell you about the contacts. You know, maybe you can back it up in, in Google or something and have a password protected because Google have all kind of ways to do that. But, folks, it's serious. We're going to take a little short break. Again, you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have to see Eliana Badia all the way in Mercy, California. We've been doing this for a while now, and uh, this is just an open forum. Every once in a while, we'll do this where we don't have a topic at all. Today is that day. I'm going to play a song by John Legend called Hard Times, a young man who say he's loving, say he's a good man, but nobody trusts him. It's a very interesting song, folks, and we'll be right back. So, see Eliana, you okay with the break? Sure. All right, folks, here it comes. Hard time. We'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. So many hard times. Yeah. 
doing shows similar to this, open forums. Most of the time we have topics, though. But tonight is a good one. We're just talking a little bit about technology. It's what we're kind of leaning towards. Again, we're not stuck on any, any certain topic. If you have a question or comment, go ahead and press 1 or go ahead and comment in the chat room. It's not a problem. Chat room is open. Haven't had a chance to look at it. Hopefully we don't have any questions. I just ignore it. But, folks, listen, um, I want to remind everybody, before I go to Cecilia, Leon, I want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow those shows. How do you follow it? Go to Five Smooth Stones. Excuse me. Bear with me. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the number five underscore smooth underscore stones. Or it's better, it's faster to do it this way. Just simply type in at Google Five Smooth Stones and then type in Blog Talk Radio, and then click on the link, and you'll see the follow button. Hit follow, and you'll get a reminder sent to you every single time we do a show. You don't have to worry about keeping up with us. It'll keep up with you. It won't send you junk mail. It won't, it won't try to control your private settings and none of that stuff we talked about earlier, okay? It's just a reminder sent to you The Five Small Stone Network is on the air. All right. What y'all think of that song? Sister Eliana, you're back. Your line is now open. My son told me about that song, actually mentioned to my wife. My wife mentioned to me. This song, he thought he liked it. And it's, again, talking about a young man that's just understood, misunderstood by society. Yeah, he had a drinking problem, but he just was misunderstood as a bad guy. And he just had a drinking problem. He said, though he's full of love, everybody was afraid. And what do you think of that song, Sister Eliana? Well, it's typical. Not typical. Let me take that back. Um it happens to a lot of young people in our communities. So mm-hmm. it's uh, speaking to things that uh, are happening, you know, in a daily basis on to uh, on a daily basis to to some people and maybe a large number of people. Um, so just talking about you know the reality of what what he's experiencing. Yes, yes. Well, listen back to. Uh... Uh, our conversation Oh we don't have to go back to it But uh, that's very interesting uh, Especially what Brother Patrick was talking about How Big Brother is basically Taking over the whole thing And then of course Jonathan uh, earlier Was saying before him even That it's, it's a tool It can be used for the good for the bad And uh, and I want to shout out To, brother, for, to Jonathan uh, This brother is originally From uh, North Carolina uh, And then New York and uh, he and I at, at work a lot of times while y'all asleep get into some deep conversation. And hopefully he'll be tuning in more to the shows and maybe come on because I'm telling you, he really have a lot of um, things are different. He's his own man and he thinks his own thoughts. He comes with his own ideas. And uh, hopefully he'll join us in the future. But Sister Eliana, um, any more, anything else? Because I've learned to ask you before I get going, because I get going and, and look up, time flies. Is there anything on your heart, spirit, soul? Well, I did have a second one, but actually we started talking so much about technology. That was really great. Um, I forgot the other topic that I was, you know, just kind of rolling around in my, my spirit, Um but I think that technology topic, you know, was really good because we got some good feedback and, you know, got some um, some nice comments through that and some open awareness about it. And so um, it was a pretty pretty interesting topic. Uh, yes, it was. 
Yeah. Um, well, let's go. Let's talk about handgun gun control. Let's talk about what's happening in that movement. You remember in Florida uh, a while back? Well, maybe earlier this year that, that school shooting, and then all of these young people started mobilizing uh, for gun control. What What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's um, what you know? Fake news. I mean, I know people were killed. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying they weren't killed, but this whole push to disarm the American people, what do you think about that? Well, that's the argument they use, Sister Eliana, that NRA uses and all these white supremacists use, most a lot of white males, not all white males, but that's what they're saying. Here's the deal, folks. White males, white people are full of fear, and you are full of fear when you do dirty deeds. Then they're... We're doing dirty deeds, too. Sin, we're sinning equally, but they're in power. When you're sinning and you're in power, you affect millions, and you know retribution is coming. When you're sinning and you don't have power, you can only do so much. So I don't think whites is more evil than blacks, like a lot of black people feel. I don't believe that. I think they are in power. And when you're in power... You make a decision, it affects thousands. It affects generations. We shoot each other over nothing. Just imagine if we was in power, what we would do. So they're in power, and they are fearful because they have done a lot of dirt, a lot of bloodshed, and they feel we are going to do to them, some of them. So the lie that they spread, some people know better, some people actually believe this, but they feel like we're going to pay them back. Now, this anti, I don't, I think we all should have weapons. That's my belief. I think every single person on the side of my voice, including myself, which don't have one, and I probably shouldn't say it on the air, but I think we should have one. Don't worry, your brother is making plans, though. I think everybody need one, for sure. We I just need one. You know, I mean, if somebody come to your house, you got a knife. Watch this. Let me show you people that don't that oppose that. And since so they you say you agree. I do agree. I think we, you know, I, here's what I think. I think that when I asked about the question, I think they're they're, I think they've been trying to disarm the people for a long time. The, the citizens, let's just say the citizens, not. Not talking about white supremacy or black supremacy or any supremacy. I'm talking about the powers that be, the government, the the elite, the Illuminati, the the, the hidden wicked hand behind a lot of the nations of the world. You know, up down down sittings, uprisings, and financial crashes. I think they want to disarm the people in general because there's too many. If you look at the power structure, it's a small group of families trying to control the entire planet, and there are too many free thinkers. There's too many loose pieces to the puzzle. So I think if they can disarm uh, disarm the people, they can corral the people like they really want to, and they can do a wholesale slaughter. Right now they know that there are groups like militia groups like white supremacist groups like black power groups like asian gang groups like hispanic uh, gang groups and hispanic cartels and there are too many people with weapons 
that are not a part of the elite's agenda. And so if they can continue to, you know, sacrifice a few innocent people, and especially now they've taken it to the schools because that's going to really reach the heart of the nation. If we kill the children, the people will respond, and we can we can corral them like a slaughterhouse, like bringing the, bringing the cows home to slaughter. We can corral the people thinking into give up your guns because guns are evil. So then they well, can... Let, let, let. I, I, I hear, if I may, if I may, I, I, I think I hear that too, but I don't know if that's entirely true. I think I don't know about that. I, I don't. I think these people are too sophisticated for that. I don't think they're trying to take our guns like they're saying. You know, if you listen to the, if you listen to the Rothschilds and the, the, um, uh, the Carnegies and all of these people when they talked about New World Order, remember when George Bush Senior, who just passed, when he was president. Before he actually became president, he uh, did a speech in 2000 to the United Nations, and he said, read my lips. And he used to always say this when, um, uh, when it was it Reagan was power, uh, uh, Reagan was in office, read my lips, a new world order, a new world order. And then when he became president, he announced officially the new world order. We know that that's on the dollar. It's in Latin, in Nuvorum Ordin Seclorum or something like that. That means new world order. So they've been announcing this new order. But part of that is to thin out the world population. Well, no, I'm with you on that, but here's what my beliefs are with the – I think – I don't know. I'm kind of partial – just now talking to you, I realize I'm partial. Let me tell you why. I think a lot of whites are buying automatic weapons not for tyranny, which is what the Constitution talks about owning a gun for tyranny. You know, when the government when the government is taken over by criminals and then they try to come after you. I think I think very few gun owners is owning a gun for that. I think the number one fear is the uprising of African-Americans, period. No, I agree with you there, but what I'm saying is that that's one level. Okay, so here's here's what I see. Those that fear we are going to pay them back, they're on one level. They're not in that higher echelon. They're on a different level. They're right, right, but... Oh, but Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point, because then you understand. I see what you got. To do. Okay, and I, a part of me believes when they have those gun shows, family and friends, because this is so such a good topic, Sister Eliana. You, you, you just hit another home run. These gun shows are selling out at record pace. Everybody wants a semi-automatic rifle. I don't believe that if you really go to every one of those persons, most of them there, and say, do you really think your government's going to come after you and you want your guns, and one day it's going to be you against the government, we're going to have a shootout. Yes, I believe it, and I'm going to be ready for those government officials. There's only a certain kind of militia that say that, and I think they believe it. Some of them like black people, and they want automatic rifles because because they think that is going to be a reality one day. So... You got them over there. Again, they're not trying to kill no black people unless black people get out of the way, get in their way. 
they're not against black people per se unless they come and be an enemy just like they shoot somebody white if they become an enemy. That's that group. But I think most of those people there is fearing a race riot. Let me tell you why I say this, and this is the Atlanta, you know, you, I just want to just get this out real quick. The reason I say this, family and friends, <laughs> is because some of y'all know this, some of y'all don't know this, but I actually did join the Klan. True story. I'm not blind. I'm very serious. I joined as a spy online, and they didn't know who I was. They even offered to meet with me. I don't mind sharing this because I trust the most High for my protection. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I will condemn. I have angels. I'm doing kingdom business. They cannot touch me. But God is my witness. The most High is my witness. I joined the clan, and they wanted to meet with me, and I said, no, I'm an upstanding citizen in the community, never mind. I'll just work with you brothers. I did this for one reason and one reason alone. The Father's my witness. I wanted to understand the hate. The hate mesmerizes me. So when your brother's talking about white supremacy, he ain't just making this stuff up. I got literature from the Klan, and to be very honest with you, it's a group called White Aryan Resistance. They're not a, they're probably one of, Tom Metzer is their leader. I joined that group. They sent me literature, and one of the biggest things, my wife is my witness, one of the biggest things that shocked me to my core is the books they read. They read The International Jew by Henry Ford. It was on their, it was on their list, their, their book catalog. They call it a blacklist of books. But it really wasn't no blacklist. You don't get this in any store, but they just, they're not in every store. Francis Cress Welsing was on their book list. From line, I'm flying. They read a lot of what we read because they don't believe those people are Jews either. This group didn't. Or let me just say that they didn't like them. I probably should say that. But I'm telling to say, when I say what they think, I make I still can be wrong just because I joined on me since Eliana is wrong and I'm right. I think she is on to something. I think we both are. There is a group that really do think the government is going to rise up. But a lot of fear, retaliation, and they feel like they are becoming a minority, and they have to be armed because they're becoming a minority. And, 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 and especially when Obama was president, that's when the numbers just, just went through the roof because of fear of this black rising up. Not so much the government. There's only a handful, and not a handful, but there's some that think that, but most of them is fearing this race war. Go ahead, Cecilia. I just had to say that. Right. And, uh-oh. Hello? I'm here. Okay. And uh, and so I have a lot of information also on the Klan. I did a lot of back research on the Klan. And, and on many, it's the Klan is just one. They are the largest, most vocal, visible of, because, you know, uh, the Klan is the most visible of, of 
uh, in the United States white supremacist groups, but they're not the only ones. There are several others, many others, actually, smaller. Some of the next largest, I believe, are the skinheads or the uh, they call themselves the Aryans or the, you know, you have the, there's many others, let's just say that. But that's just one level, again, um, when I talk, when I when I say that, and they are afraid that I had mentioned that on several of your shows uh, several times, and actually you you debated against me on that, and I was saying the same thing. They really do fear a race war, and um, and that is their fear. They 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 fear that all of this is going to happen. But that's one level, and they are also being manipulated by uh, the the um, the elite families. That's what I'm talking about. The, it's, it is the elite families that want to remove the guns because they feel that the world is overpopulated. Matter of fact, when earlier when I was talking about Donald Trump going into the secret society, um, who was it? They interviewed one of the royals. I believe it was Prince Charles's father said that the, what they they, they they asked him, what do you think is wrong with the world? And he said, there are too many common people. They're overrunning <clears throat> the planet. Too many common people, and they're overrunning the planet, and they're using up the resources. Now, when, you think, when we think about the common people or the poor people or the people of color, because most, most of the, the world's population has some kind of melanin hue in their skin. Well, did you? We know that all these wildlife federations and all of these save the Bengal tiger and save all of these are are ran by the world's elite and the the royal family in England, and they are the biggest murderers of animals. But what they really fear are the people, and they do go into other countries and they murder and slaughter the people, especially the countries that they own. They have, and England is the only country that has ownership of other nations. All other world powers have some type of agreement or rulership, but England actually owns the countries that are under their commonwealth, those commonwealth nations. And they can do it. They have total sovereign power over those people, and they do a lot of things. So what they want to do is they want to thin out what they call the herd. And we, the common people, we are the herd. So they, they ask very people, true. the premise groups in the United States, because they think that's a great way to thin out the herd of largely Hebrews in the United States. That's a great way. So, yeah, they will secretly sponsor and give money to them. But at the in the end of the day, let's just say, let's just say for the topic, Let's just say it did go down, and then they feared this race war, and they were able to just, at, with Donald Trump at the helm, open season, open fire on every Hispanic, every black, every Asian, every Jew, every person that they don't like in the United States, and make America great again. Let's just say that they could do that, and they did it. And then what would happen is the ultra-elite, the hidden hand, would come and slaughter them because they have no use for these people either. They have no use for these people, but they can use these people and manipulate them to get a lot of the dirty work done. So my thought on this gun control is that they're trying to get a frenzy. They're trying to get the common people, the everyday people, the students, the 
you know, all the nations to come together in America, like we understand that America is made up of many nations of people. They're trying to get the people to come together and say guns are bad because if they if they say guns are bad and we do away with guns and we make laws that say we cannot own guns and we can't possess those firearms, then they're not going to tell the Aryan nations or the KKK or the skinheads or the neo-Nazis, they're not going to tell them to get rid of their guns. They're going to incite them to go ahead and use their guns against a helpless herd of people who cannot defend themselves. And that's how they send out the herd. But then at the end of the day, they're going to send them out as well. So I think it's a ploy. Sounds like Satan. Sounds like something Satan would do. Exactly. I think it's a ploy to get the young people riled up to create a movement that we're going to be this nation of people that we're not going to have guns and we're going to everyone is going to live in harmony and we're going to, our kids are going to go to schools. I think they actually sent those killers into those schools and into those churches because they they're not getting the kind of rise that they thought they would get when they killed a few children. But- now wait a minute, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What do you mean you think they sent them? I don't what do you mean sublim I mean what do you mean? Paid the gun I think the elite hidden hand, not the supremacists, not the neo Nazis. I'm talking about your Bilderbergers, your your Illuminati, your secret society. What what shooters? They they paid those the people, the the young man that went into the school in Florida. I believe he was paid to do that. The, the, the I, 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 I hear you, but I disagree. Especially the, 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 the young guy that had the black friends that went into the school system. I can tell you what caused it. Well, they love I mean, it, it may be something. Listen, 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 we can agree, disagree. You may be right. Maybe you're on another level I'm not on. Maybe you see something I don't see, but I'm saying... The, the 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 one gentleman that went into the church and shot up those, he had black friends that said, "I'm his friend," but he did talk about how this was not right. How, and when I researched it, I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, that shooting troubled me. But go ahead. So I know he wasn't a government nothing. No, you no, understand no. the he, little young kid, the one that they took out to eat. Go ahead. Okay. So when I say government, what we're talking when we talk about the Illuminati Bilderberg, they're beyond government. They're like your men in black. They exist, but don't exist. We know about them, but we really don't know about them. Not the government, not the United States government, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is on a level where he's able to communicate and be a pawn for that hidden hand for the kind of group that we're talking about, the neo-Nazis. He's good for, he's a good pawn for this hidden hand because he can relate and, of course, he can approach them and they will accept him because he's wearing the skin that they approve of. But this hidden hand is not interested in Donald Trump either or the neo-Nazis, or the skinheads. They're interested in taking over the resources of the earth and thinning out the people of the Most High. I agree. A godless godless society where there is no believer, 
There is no one to call upon the name of the Father. There is no one to bring the truth of the word towards, uh, to, to anyone. That's that hidden hand. They play on the fears of the neo-Nazis and they incite those fears because they want to see a revolution. They want to see a breakout. They want it to be as if, like what's happened in Rwanda. And, uh, you know, they, the, the United Nations was behind the massacres. They sent in one side to teach the one group of people the, the uh, Catholicism and taught them to be peaceful while they armed the other nation and told them that they're taking your land. And those people were incited. They were also armed. And the other nation that was killed, I think it was the Tutsis and the Hutu or whatever, they one, right. was, one was taught to be docile by the same agents of the United Nations. They came in and the guys of the church. And they taught among the people a peaceful, docile way of life. And those people truly believed that these missionaries and these priests were leading them to the Father, but they were leading them to the slaughter. And when they, when the slaughter was getting ready to go down, they pulled all of their operatives out. Absolutely. And they let the massacre begin. That is what they're trying to do in the United States. I truly believe those that have the guns, those that are angry, the neo-Nazis, the skinheads, they are the pawns. The ones that are saying, no, we need to be peaceful, let's put our guns down, they are the, the prey. And I believe that that's what, but the United States is a large nation. And so, it's, they, and these people are patient. They're patient. They're not in a hurry. But they do, like what you said earlier, some wars are planned in the future. Some slaughters and massacres are pre-planned for a future date, and I believe that's behind, that's the true thing behind gun control in the United States of America. There is a plan. Go ahead. It's a plan. It's a plan. It's a planned massacre. I think you're right, sister, in that regards. Now that you explained it all the way, I just think there's like you say, I'm going to use your words, it's like onions, there, there's layers. I think everybody that's going to the gun shop, it depends on what they're listening to. Again, folks, I do not believe white people are more wicked than black people, or black people are more wicked than white people. These people are fed fear all their life, all their life, all their life. They're told that we're beneath them, we're lower than them, and then we're gonna, that we're going to one day rise up against them. That's what they're told. That's what they're told. Some of these cops are scared. I don't know why you would be scared. Some of it's a spirit. There's so much going on. Like I said at the beginning of the show, there's a lot going on around you, a lot going on inside of you, a lot going on through you, things you're doing. You're being moved by the spirit. I'm talking about you, listener. And all of us, we've been moved by the spirit here, carnality there. The enemy uses us here and there. I mean, it's the truth. So we need answers. We need biblical, spiritual answers from the manufacturer, from the most high. We need to know what is going on and what to do about it. And that's all this show tonight. 
it's an open forum. Yes, we're open. And uh, Brother Patrick Hannon is still up. I think it's from, up from earlier. If you might want to press one just in case you want to come back on. Although we're about to wrap the show up, though. But I don't know if you had a question now, but I think this was from you from earlier. But anyway, folks, again, y'all been listening to the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, all the way forward to the Eliana Batia in Mercy, California. Tonight, we thought we was kind of lay low, kind of relax, and just have an open for me, just whatever topic come up. Normally, we have a script topic. So, hopefully, y'all are enjoying this open forum, talking about technology, and now we're on gun control, and we're just hitting here and there, because the believers are a part of this 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 system. We're all up in the thick of things. We're running for office. Many... Everybody in the, all houses is, is a lot of these people all go to they go to the church, and some of them are professing believers, and a lot of them don't know what Sister Eliana just said that there is there is a higher evil hand. But the other thing I want to say is there's also a higher righteous hand. There's also a order of righteousness that is allowing certain things to happen. There's a salvation for millions of people because millions of people of you, some of you, is going to listen to the voice of the Most High, either through this show or other shows, and you're going to be salvaged by choices you make. Many of you are going to be salvaged by mercy. Many of you are going to be, that's because others are going to be interceding for you. The Father does nothing on the earth without man's approval. I believe we have to pray things. Uh, people say, well, yes, he does whatever he want to do. No, he could do whatever he want to do, but he have he have he has said that he would keep his word, his bond. He had promised certain things that cannot fail. And one of the promises he did, Sister Eliana, is he gave man the authority in the earth. Yes, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, but I can show you scripture that said he has given man the authority in the earth. And so we that's why it's good to say pray that the that, that time be shortened and pray, come Lord Jesus. That's why it says, pray, come, Lord Jesus. He was just going to come regardless. We need to pray. Why would he ask to do something that don't make sense? We we own this. We we have given authority, and we have to invite the Father to our hearts, and then he comes. We have to invite him into our house, and then he comes. We have to invite him into our government, and then he comes. If you don't invite him, this is my belief now, according to the scriptures and the way I see it. I don't think the father does nothing without man's approval. He he but I think he could if he wanted to, but he limited himself by his word and he said I mean, why did Christ have to come to a moment to a virgin be all, all why did he just come and say why why come the father allow hunger? Uh, all the things that goes on because man has the authority in the earth. If the father was just gonna do something, he would fix hunger, fix this, fix that, fix the planet. But no, this planet, the authority Listen to one scripture. When the when the sun came into the heavens, the Bible says, "Angel worship him." And this day have I begotten thee. In other words, I've, you are son to me again. And he says, "Sit here." This is the scripture, and I'm gonna try to find it for you, some of you, because I quoted this the other week. He says, "Sit here, talking to the son, the father, Yah of Israel, is talking to the son." Many of you call him Yeshua, Jesus, Yeshua, Yahweh, all these various names. Wasn't no J, though. But anyway, 
He says, sit here on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Bible says, not all things is yet under Christ, but the Father says, sit here at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So Christ, and it says, sit here on my right hand of power. There's another scripture that says, sit here on the, he's sitting on the right hand of majesty. So it's, it's not like a right hand and left hand. It's just he's sitting with the Father. But he says, sit here on my right hand. Now listen, folks. The scripture says not all things are under Christ now. But he told him to sit here on his right hand and that he's going to make his enemy his footstool. How? He's going to counsel the son as to how to run the earth till the enemy be put in check. And then the Bible says, then the son himself will become subdued under the father. That's your mm-hmm. Bible. That's so right. my point is, my point, my point is, if the father can just do stuff on the earth without man's approval, he would just do it. When he's saying, sit here on my right hand, there's, there's a chain of command. We have something the angels don't have, have, and that's the will. Man has some called a will. We have been put, it's been put before us good and evil. The Bible says, I place before you good and evil. The father placed us before good and evil, not Satan. The Father placed before us good and evil, but then he did something that says, choose good. Somebody said, why did he create evil? Oh, my goodness. He created evil that we have a choice. And it is, the scripture even said that evil is good. Evil is good for a season. So it can really tempt us in terms of it looking good, smelling good. But then he said, choose good. Adam and Eve set forth this this law because we weren't supposed it wasn't supposed to be like this. And the, but because of the fall of man, Adam, our father, and Eve, we have this now. We have this good and evil place before. So anyway, make the long story short. This earth is in the situation it's in because of man's using their authority or giving it over to Satan, or they can give it over to the Father. So now the battle is for truth. Truth influencing man to to give it up to Satan, give it up to the Father. There's a battle in the heavenlies to to to, to influence man, give it up to Satan, get over to God, get over to Satan. You want to go to God, give give you give your authority over to God, give over to God. The Holy Spirit is the Bible says it tells us who the Father is, to reveal who the Father is, and then the evil one, evil spirits are trying to give us to give our will over to Satan, and who, whoever we give it to, that who that's who rule our planet. So this is why I say anybody running around talking about white and black is cuckoo. Say not interested in white people, no interested in black people. White people are not no devil. That's not true. They're just in power. When they're no longer in power, you won't say it because there'll be some little old people off to the side, and then we have these black folk running the earth like it once was, and then you'll see the same kind of corruption. you see black power emperors killing billions of people, and we'll be saying, oh, my good, goodness, it's not about black and white. It truly is. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual wickedness. And for absolutely. those of you that still stuck on, Sister Leon say absolutely. Those of you that stuck on power and, and on, on race, I want to ask you a question. Nobody ever never answered this. If it is white people's the devil, what are you going to do about when it says spiritual wickedness in high places? 
If white people really is the devil, what are you going to do about spiritual weakness in high places? (laughs) I meet people. I meet people. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we have to remember that there are not. There's not just one devil. There are devils. There are demons. There are malignant spirits. There are spirits of oppression. There are spirits of depression. There are spirits of the fall of the giants that once lived on the earth that can no longer, they can't die because they were partly angelic and then partly earthly. Their bodies have perished and they, we can find their bones, but their spirits are still on the earth. So when we, you know, we've been taught in Christianity to believe that everything is coming from the one and only dragon, that old serpent called Satan and the devil. But the scripture also teaches us, and we do understand, that a third of the angels followed him and were changed into various forms of different demonic entities, and there are demonic spirits. So when a lot of things are going on, like I say, it's like an onion. It's not just one devil doing all of these things. There are devils, there are demons, there are malignant spirits, there are foul spirits, there are unclean spirits, there are you know the spirits of uh, of the fallen angels. There's all kinds of evil. There's a whole layer of demonic entities, probably into the trillions that are all over the earth doing a multitude of things. So it's a lot going on. You know, there's nations of demons, and there are different tribes of demons and demonic forces and entities and imps and all kinds of unclean spirits and ungodly things that are going on on this earth. And like you said, Adam and, you know, man had dominion, but they gave over that power in the fall, but the Messiah gave it back to us, those of us that are walking in that relationship with him. We do have that power over all devils, and the scripture says we have power over all, not just one, but all. Even the Messiah encountered a demoniac that it was possessed with a legion of demons. And a Roman legion, I believe the term comes from the Roman word, which meant a thousand. So the, he had thousands of demons inside of him. They, they, were, they were legions. So we have to get the good understanding that we're not dealing with one rogue entity. And he can have children. You know, the serpent had children. And they could be full of unclean spirits as well. So we have to remember that, you know, we're dealing with a lot on the earth. But we have been given that dominion and authority back through the Messiah. But the nations still are not all under his feet yet, and they will be. They will be under his feet. And I think that's the most important thing that all, A-L-L, all, we've been given power over all evil spirits. And even our flesh, you know, I mean, you know, we always talk about demon devils and, you know, I say devils, demon is not in the Bible, but y'all know what we're talking about, uh, devils. Uh, also, our flesh. I tell people all the time we have three enemies, devils, our flesh, and everybody else's devil and flesh. 
That's the world. So we have the world <laughs> our, and our flesh and uh, demonic activity. Well, Sister Eliana, every, I notice every time at the end, towards the end of the show, we start talking about this this other group of people and grafting to the humans uh, almost at the time of closing show. So we probably have to just do a show. Maybe next show we'll talk about that because I guarantee you there'll be a house full of talking about that because a lot of people talk about that. And I don't I don't know what's up with it. I I, I just don't know. I, I know some things. I know I know one thing. When the flood came, uh, it killed. Off all of them, and I thought that was it. But I hear people still talking about it like it's still going on. But I, I could have sworn after the flood came, everything was washed. Was God started all over? The Bible still talk well, about it. like you said, angels was having uh, sex with mankind, and they had all these tall children and this, that, and the other. I remember it clear as day. It's in the scriptures. It surely is in the scriptures. Uh, I can't think of the name of those what they call them, but. Yes, 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 absolutely. But after the flood, supposedly, that was it. But I hear not. So maybe we'll talk about that next week, sister. So you're going to have to give me a call, and we got to nail this down because it keeps popping up, and that's for a reason either. It needs to be, it needs to be, if people need to know what they wrestle with. People need to know what we're in war against, and I'm all for that. I'm not running, I'm not going to run from it. I'm running to it. But listen, folks. You've been listening to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth again from Forward. And we have Sister Eliana Badia, who's been co-host with me for some time now. Um, and so we may um, do do that next week. So y'all just stay tuned. Stay tuned. And I can't uh, say it enough. Y'all follow the shows. Follow the shows. All you got to do is that link you're looking at. That For many of you, uh, the same page where you can chat up to the top right is the follow button. Simply hit follow and follow the show. That's all there is to it. So Sienna, I want to go ahead and give you a final comments and then I'm going to do the same. We're going to wrap up the show. Okay, so it was a pleasure again to be on and I, I really enjoyed this open forum period. That was really great because it was the, the free-for-all. I enjoyed everyone calling in and making comments and, you know, wish there had been a few more just to get that that, that fresh feedback, but I want to encourage everyone to continue to seek after the Most High and to study and to know his commandments, precepts, and all that he has commanded us to do in his ordinances. Um, these are very important for our life, and also we should be making that preparation for uh, the repentance that's going to be taking place in various places 2019 in preparation for the Father's uh, in-gathering of his people and also the planning of our exodus as the Father will lead us. And so I'm very excited to be here at this time and at this point in the kingdom, and I'm very excited to be here on Blog Talk Radio with Five Smooth Stones, and I want you to make it a great evening and a very, very blessed week. And shalom. And shalom, my sister. Always good to hear from you. Appreciate you again coming on and contributing as much as you do. Appreciate it. Don't, don't, I never take it lightly. Okay, and that was Sister Eliana Badia all the way in Mercy, California. And I mean that, folks. Probably next week we'll be talking about that seed of the serpent because it comes up a lot in conversations, not just here on Blog Talk, but in my personal life with different friends of mine. So we want, I would love to talk about that. This last song is going to be talking about praising the Most High. 
in the middle of all of this, we talked about, again, things happen around us, in us, and yes, even through us, troubles, things we don't always understand. This gentleman say, praise him in the middle of it. His name is Isaac Carey. And uh just want to say to everyone, please stay tuned to as to what's coming up next week. Uh, it'll be juicy no matter what it is. And it'll be more important to be relevant to your life and something that, uh, practical that we can all benefit from. That's the, only, that's the only shows we do, folks. Love every single one of you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night.
can't hear y'all clapping. 